This is Movies, a podcast by the Active Cinema. And with me today, of course, you you look even lighter now. You look so dainty, is the word I would use, is dainty to describe my co-host Hans here. Yeah, 50, 50 pounds is what I weigh now. You know how there's those comedians like Bobby Kelly who only talks about like, oh, I'm on my seventh fat or whatever. That's like their joke. I'm like on my first skinny and just keeps going down <laughs> hey. until I die. Hey. <laughs> uh, so when did you get on Ozempics? No, that's <laughs> no. I got on dia dia big diabetics. <laughs> <laughs> I got in. Uh, if I eat sugar, I'll die. Diet. So uh, that's a good diet, I hear. It yeah. seems to be working. It seems to be yeah, working yeah, like yeah. a charm. Yeah. It's just. It's also that this or the. I haven't bought any new shirts either. So it's like. This is like 50 pounds less that I am right now than I was when I bought these shirts. So this is like a 2X. So it's just, I just look like, I don't know, like a 90s <laughs> cancer cancer person, you know, or it's just, just a, the same t-shirts from two years ago, but 50 pounds less. So, uh, yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Very, you have a high metabolism like yeah. the flat, like Ezra Miller's The Flash. You can't eat enough. Yeah. Without losing weight, uh, did you feel left out on the on the Monkey Jones crossover podcast there, where you had to sit out? No, it's fine because I know it was there was a lot of throating happening in that episode. I'm sure a lot of loving, right? I haven't listened to it, but yes, we t we were talking about loving the interracial marriage movie starring Joel Edgerton and Ruth Negga. So, Is that a thing? I don't yeah, know. it's a thing. Of course, it's oh, a thing. Okay. The one guy who was on the panel who was like negative about the movie did not really speak that negatively about it. It was more like the CG's bad. And I do feel like we we desperately needed your presence there to sort of even even the scales a little bit. Now, you've watched the movie. Did you actually go and sit in the theater and watch the yep. movie or did you did? Wow. Yeah. I know. Okay, that's more credit than I was willing to give you. I thought you were going to do the old one, two, three movies. No, yeah. I think after after what happened with Elvis, uh, I whenever I need to watch a movie that I don't want to, but it's like an effects heavy movie, I either wait for the for the four K uh, leak or I'll go to the theater because Elvis watched such a completely different movie when I saw it on HBO Max than when I saw it on. Uh, what, what is it? One to three slots.com. <laughs> yeah, one to three slots. Yes. Uh, so uh, for a movie like this, the, the only thing that's out right now is like Cam. And I was like, I might as well not watch anything. I'm sure it's going to be like green screen heavy. And it was. So I, I, I don't regret that decision. I think this is the, the perfect type of movie to go see the theater uh as opposed to you know the perfect type. I wouldn't even say it. I don't know if I would agree with that. What about it makes it? Yeah, blockbuster. Oh boy! I mean, it's ugly. I mean, it's ugly as shit. But <laughs> but it's meant to be seen on like a big screen and and you know and enjoy all those horribly uh, CGI babies that look like that insurance baby from that commercial. Like, do you remember that commercial? It's like a baby dancing or whatever. From... That was Allie McBeal. That okay. was Cla uh, what was her name? Clarista Flockhart. Flockhart back in the yeah. late '90s. Robert Downey Jr. Before he made his proper comeback, was yeah. doing Allie McBeal. That baby was everywhere. They yeah. were so impressed with that baby. They thought, God damn, people yeah. think this is a real baby that's dancing right now. And they did. 
Yeah, Andy Muschietti was like, I want that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. The Flash. We So we did a previous episode on The Flash. Hans was not present for this. And uh, it was just a poor timing and short notice. But uh, my feeling was that The Flash and the conversation about The Flash was not going to last very long. And I'm probably still right about that. I yeah. this movie is on its second week at the theater and it is hitting very cataclysmic numbers here. It had like an 87% drop. Now, typically, if you have like a big movie that opens, there will be like a 40% dip in the ticket numbers. But and like something like I think it was something like 87%. You may want to look this up, Hans. That kind of fall where they opened, I believe it they were estimating originally a low 70 million it came in at 55 million and this week i believe it made something like uh eight million dollars 18 million dollars a very uh small amount for what this movie needs to be considered a success 15 according to box office mojo Ooh. yeah uh minus 72 percent from from last weekend okay 72 percent. that's that's a huge drop yeah so it, according to this page it says that uh in the states it's made 87 million and internationally it's made 123 million but the opening was 55 million yeah mm -hmm. what, what do you think hmm. what is the reason yeah is it the backlash to this guy do you really think people care that much for their like well he's an abuser so i'm not gonna see the flash you know or or is it just that since it's not Zack Snyder, the few people that would go see it for that reason didn't go, or is it that nobody cares about this universe anymore and they should just restart everything, or is it just that who cares about superhero movies anymore? No, it ain't that because that animated Spider-Man movie did overperform. I think it's just so. Here's the thing: when you're introducing, and for the most part, like you have to assume that a lot of the people showing up at the theater will somehow just not have a whole lot of uh, recognition of that character from the other movies he's appeared in as a supporting character. Something like Green Lantern also opened up and was expected to do very well back in 2011 or so, and completely flopped. And this is reminiscent of that, where you have a bankable star as the lead, Although Ryan Reynolds was not the same Ryan Reynolds back then that he became with Deadpool, maybe mm -hmm. about five or six years later. Um, I think ev like even having Michael Keaton as the face of the advertising and a new Supergirl did nothing for this movie. It didn't really seem to help. And I don't think it's fair that they're going to pull the plug on a Batman Beyond film mm -hmm. as a result of this underperforming. I don't think that's really indicative of people showing up to the theater strictly for Michael Keaton when the movie's called The Flash. Yeah. I think the sexy headline is, oh, uh, Ezra Miller's just not, you know, he's he's a cancelable star. It was doomed from the beginning. The other one is Zack Snyder's fans turned out and uh, said, no, thank you for The Flash. Yeah. Or that James Gunn's hard reset that is being planned right now and is going to take place in 2025 is the reason for this movie underperforming. Yeah. But if we do look at a trend of DC movies, Shazam 2 did not do well, and that is a big piece of shit film. I don't know why I watched that. That was on HBO Max. I was like, 
I, I, I kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of in a comic book mood. And that was 2023. So I was like, all right. And it was almost unwatchable. It was the worst DC anything I've seen released in recent memory. And then Black Adam also flopped, and that had The Rock, who feels like a pretty sturdy, reliable A-list star to have lead your film. Now you have this. Something's happening. Uh, I do think the majority of it, though, is just that people aren't familiar, familiar with The Flash, and they're not as willing to show up for a character they're not familiar with as opposed to a Batman or a Superman. And even the Superman movies, you yeah. could argue that they underperform. Superman Returns, I don't I don't think that was a hit. Remember Superman Returns? Yeah, when he has a kid. Yeah, and then Man of Steel was a unique situation because there was that Dark Knight clout mm -hmm. that was onto it. They even cribbed the name from the Dark, like, oh, we don't have to put Superman in the title at all. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan was EP of that. I remember the trailer said, producer Christopher Nolan presents or whatever. So he gave, he co-signed whatever Zack Snyder was doing with that character. Do you think he did or he was just there for the paycheck? <laughs> do you think he was just like, ah, sure. Yeah. I'm no, I don't think he's the type of director to do that. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. We could take a look at his IMDb right now and he might have produced like uh, Jungle Book 2 or something. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I don't get the vibe that he's about that. I think... In, actually, no, he did watch the 2017 Justice League and was like, Zach, never watch that. It was like the Werner Herzog Grizzly Man audio where he's talking to the wife, like, never, ever watch that film. So, uh, no, I, I, I think he was actually all in with Zach's vision. Yeah, he produced Batman vs. Superman and and uh, Justice League and... And, uh, yeah, so he was, no, Man of Steel. Yeah, you're right. He also produced Transcendence, though. Have you seen Transcendence? That, hold on a second. That's a little bit different because that was the first directed film his longtime DP worked on. So that is a matter of, like, friendship and, you know, giving someone, you know, a pat on the back for finishing their film and trying to give it a boost. Okay. I have not seen it, but I've heard terrible, terrible things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but exactly what you said. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the Transformers movie. That one's made 122 million, so that's also not a huge hit. I mean, it is internationally 218, but yeah, that's another one that seems to have a 54% drop from last weekend. Which, by the way, if you've seen anything for that Transformers movie, I can't believe people are showing up to that. That that one's pretty ridiculous. They don't have any star. Like they brought out the guy who's in in the Heights, and he was in Spike Lee's television remake of She's Got to Have It. Anthony Ramos. That's not a face who can sell a movie. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm sh he's he seems like he's a fine actor, I guess. But uh, after you do Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg and Megan Fox. You bring out Anthony Ramos. Well, you also have a Dominic Fishback and Luna Lauren Velez, who's from Dexter. Remember the, the detective from Dexter? Okay. Which one? The lady. There's the a captain. lot of lady detectives. LaGuardia? Yeah, I think that she was LaGuardia from the... Yeah. What, they couldn't get Batista to lead this film? I guess not. My uh, God. It also has Frank Mars 
And Toby Nguyenwe. No, it's Nigerian okay. more than Filipino, I think. All right. Uh, a, Tyler Hall is a NYC police officer. Um, you got Sean Tucker as the security guard. He's got a very small cast of like four people. Everyone else after that has no names. Receptionists. Uh, yeah, so... I, I, I mean, talking about, I don't think Bumblebee did, did well either, right? When that came out? Bumblebee, I, you know, I'm not all that familiar with the Transformers franchise. I just know that the ones that Michael Bay directed did or produced did pretty well. Oh, okay. They made 400 million. Uh, never mind. Um, Bumblebee, I remember, got, like, that was the one where the critics were like, hold on a second. This is actually art. This is this is a ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This this means something. This has John Cena. A st- a star. Did he do Bumblebee? Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> yep, that was John Cena. Uh, haven't seen it. I don't know how much he's in it, but he's in a couple of stills here with Bumblebee and Haley Steinfeld. Okay. So that's 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 the stars. Well, what do you um, what do you think is the reason the Flash underperformed? I, I I don't know because I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I I hate the Barry Allen character. Mm-hmm. I think it's incredibly obnoxious and annoying. And... Well, you don't hate the character. You hate Ezra Miller's version of this character. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we've seen in Justice League in both of them, even though the Zack Snyder one, he's a little bit less annoying. But you have two of them here for like an hour of the movie, and uh, a lot of it I was just kind of like I, I wanted the story to get going you know like I feel like he spent a lot of time on that uh well you're new so I have to explain my powers to you and and then uh the when he transfers the powers to him I was kind of like well you're the flash you didn't see that coming that doesn't make much sense but okay I'll go with it mm-hmm. I'll go with that but uh yeah every time Ezra Miller interacted with Ezra Miller it was a little grating at first until they had to on the moment when uh michael keaton shows up i think the quality of the movie goes up a a lot i think he brings a lot of uh personality even though he's very muted like very toned down uh but just his presence alone i think elevated the movie for the time that he was in it and i don't know if it's because i like him uh but whenever he was on screen uh everything just felt like it was like a step above of what we've seen before that happened uh i didn't really mind the superman that we got uh that i don't know what character is supposed to be the supergirl or is it's kara Zor-El. yeah i'll be honest with you i was expecting the worst with supergirl with the direction they took in terms of all right we're gonna get uh latina we're gonna cut her hair short yeah but she was i thought she was good I like her suit. Yeah. Like the tur- whole turtleneck thing and the ass had like a little like the ass. Tri- you like the ass tri- of the suit? <laughs> yes. Uh but also the ass had like a tribal pattern or something that I'm assuming is Kryptonian or whatever. It looked mm-hmm. cool. It looked like someone spent time on it. Uh so that's cool. And I, I didn't mind her presence in it. A very uh my chemical romancy uh attitude that she had. Uh but I think the character served the purpose that it needed to serve. Um and and honestly, the two and a half hours didn't feel like two and a half hours. I think that the movie just kind of flies by. And then when it ends, you're kind of like, oh, OK, I guess that was two and a half hours. But it doesn't really 
I, I was expecting it to just be a, a slow slog. Uh, and even though, you know, at, at times I, I just wanted them to move along with the story, but uh, honestly, didn't didn't hate it. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Now, I don't think it's perfect. I think there's a lot mm. of issues with it. I think the the CGI heavy really bothered me. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of times where it's just like ah, that doesn't like that whole scene with the hospital doesn't look good no uh, it doesn't and, uh, but let's let's also you've seen both of the it films that andy muschietti directed mm -hmm. right okay and people scoffed at this when he did say oh the cg is supposed to look like that on purpose this is true this is true but it's also bad it's also yeah. just bad cg if you go back and watch it or it chapter two especially there is a lot of Looney Tunes-esque CG with like big bulging that does not look realistic. Yeah. And I'll give Andy Muschietti credit here that it was off-putting to me in it. In this movie, it, I now having that foresight to go, okay, this is what to expect from him when he's doing anything CG related. He knows that the CG is not going to look good mm -hmm. by the time the year is up. So he's just like, fuck it. Like, let's actually use it in some sort of fashion that uh, will be unpopular probably for the moment, but we can mm -hmm. do something kind of interesting in the long term with it. And it reminds me of, like, in the 90s when they would go, like, super out of control with the special effects. With and Spawn? Like the, yeah, yeah, something like Spawn. Hell and Spawn, yeah. Or, like, Johnny Mnemonic. You know, you would get things that look so unrealistic that you could never do uh, manually. Yeah. And um, I don't hate that necessarily. I wish the CG... Here's where it bothers me. The cameos. The cameos is where it really starts to grate on my nerves because you did not need to do a PlayStation 1 soft-faced Nicolas Cage. We yeah. could have just had 60-year-old Nicolas Cage in the suit. They say he showed up on the set. Nick Cage said something two years ago for like a Vanity Fair interview where he teased he was going to come back as Superman. I don't know if that's true. It's, I mean, it's impossible to tell from what we got here if he was actually there and they de-aged his face and, to the point of fucking it up like Henry Cavill in uh, Justice League yeah. in 2017. So if I, I, I really, I think there was a better, more tasteful way to do it, with, especially with the dead actors. George Reeves looks good. Christopher Lee Reeve looks fucking whack. <laughs> yeah. uh, Helen Slater, who's alive, looks... The worst, maybe. Um, Adam West, you can just like see a smudge of him, basically. Yeah. And that is Teddy Sears. I don't even care what Teddy Sears says. They used his image without paying him. That's that's really what that is. He said, oh, I didn't shoot that. that that's not me. That is you. That's your right. fucking face on that, on that vintage flash. Maybe they fed it into like an AI and were like, uh, real golden age flash. Yeah. And who did it pull up? It pulled up the one guy who played that role, which was Teddy Sears on the uh, CW show that starred Grant Gustin. What did you think about all that? Uh, I I didn't mind it. Um, I I like that he added the spider on the Nicolas mm. Cage one, yeah. which is that famous Kevin Smith story with the producer of Wild Wild West, right? That he needed Superman to fight a spider. Right. Uh, um, John I Peters. Thought, I yeah, think. My, yeah. My my girlfriend was next to me. And she was like, "What the fuck?" It's <laughs> like, "Why is Nicolas Cage there?" And I was just like, "Well, there's this whole thing." I thought it was a a, a cool nod. After 
I think after the CGI that you get with the babies, with the dog at the beginning, and then whenever they were inside of the bubble and everything that was surrounding them, it all kind of looked like that. Like it all, uh, you can tell that it's not trying to make it look realistic, you know, uh, or if it's trying to make it look realistic, the, the, it kind of looks like a game. It kind of looks like a it PS4 does. game. And I think the, the tip off that they were leaning into the unrealistic CG was the fact that they had actors in the movie in that, what was it called? Like the chrono bubble or something where yeah. Flash gets caught up in the speed force and he's looking around. You had the actress who plays Iris West. I believe her name is Kersey Clemens. You had uh, the dude from Office Space who replaced Billy Crudup, who plays his father, who's Ron suddenly Livingston. more sluggish. Yeah, Ron Livingston. You had his mom. You had Henry Cavill's in there for some reason. And why they don't they, look realistic. Why do they make the mom Spanish? Do you know? Because <laughs> mm. I, I, in her origin story, I think she lived in Spain or something like that. But here, she's like full-on Spania, you know, with uh, the SS. Uh, so it's like, that's weird. I never knew that uh, Barry Bartholomew Allen is supposed to be half Spanish. And, and when she said Barry with that accent, it sounded mm. very weird. And to me, it... It's like it's an odd choice for you to name your child something that you can barely pronounce. Uh, but I, I thought it was weird that they made her like full on, you know, off the boat Spaniard, where according to the biography that I read two minutes before we started recording, uh, said that she only lived there. Uh, so I don't know what that added other than, I guess, getting a more racially ambiguous child to play Ezra Miller when they were little, who also looks either very Mexican or very Chinese. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. So yeah. It's like, oh, I guess it's supposed to be Ezra. So there's there's a certain amount of like Jewish people that look like they're half Asian, and Ezra Miller's one of them. The other one is that girl from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in Scream 5. I, I think her name is like Mikey Madsen. She gets burnt to death in both of those movies. So she looks Asian too, but she's not, I don't think. I think she's just Jewish. And it, Ezra Miller's the same case. I don't know. I just thought that was like Andy Muschietti doing uh, like an indulgent flourishing because he's Spanish, right. I believe. I don't know. But yeah, it was kind of, uh, I don't know. It was a little jarring at first. Like, oh, yeah, this, no, is, a, this is his mom, huh? That's a thick accent, huh? That's weird. Yeah. Barth, his name of Bartholomew. He's Argentinian, Muschietti. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right, similar. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I had a good time. I I I did cringe a lot whenever the movie was trying to be funny. Mm. I I don't think many of the jokes hit, and a lot of the time it wasn't just Barry Allen being unfunny, but it was just the situations that he was in that were supposed to be humorous didn't really work for me. So the whole sandwich thing. It's kind of like, all right, we we understand the barista's kind of a kind of a slow guy. Yeah, that was also kind of the case. I, I, you know, I, I won't even say that this is unique to this movie because I feel like in Zack Snyder's Justice League, there was a lot that just wasn't working with that character and the humor as well, and it was grating. And it was especially grating in the first forty minutes or so of this movie, yeah. where it plays it kind of straight as a flash film before you get into the flashpoint stuff and i actually thought it toned down when you introduce the second ezra miller i don't think it's all on michael keaton showing up once you have the primary 
Barry Allen, the Earth One Barry Allen, uh, having to play it straight mm-hmm. for this other more amped up one. But he's, I guess, more goofy in a very particular way. That's not the standard Ezra Miller way. It even things out a little bit. And then by the time you get to Michael Keaton, it feels more like a straightforward comic book film. Yeah. What did you think about him in this movie, by the way, compared to... This is a day after the 34th anniversary of Batman 89 being released in theaters. How about that? So what did you think about him returning as Bruce Wayne? And how did you feel about how they depicted that character? I I thought he was great. Uh, he does look like, like a beaten, done Batman. And then... Uh, it might be the nostalgia. It might be that they 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 got me with. Uh, Were you soy facing in the theater? Were no, you going no. over to your girlfriend like? <laughs> no, that, because that, I... <laughs> that's Batman. <laughs> no, because I'm not uh, that big of a fan like you are of that movie. Yeah. Like I I like it, but I'm not. The reason know, I... I like movies is because of that movie. Because my uncle gave me a videotape for Batman '89 when I was like three years old, and I just watched it around the clock. Yeah. So I credit I credit that film. My my uncle was a crackhead who liked to rob drug dealers, but he did one yeah. thing right. He gave me that videotape. Yeah. So. Is that also what made you purchase the movie where Batman gets raped for like five days? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a personal experience I shared with my uncle. Yes, um, that's right. The death of Batman. Why weren't there any references to the death of Batman in The yeah. Flash? I would have fit with Ezra Miller and everything he's up to, I think. But I, I think he he did a, a great job of playing that character that um, he was just done. Like he said, uh, his city was safe now, so there's no reason. The most effective to... Batman, apparently. Yeah. Everyone likes to say, oh, well, you know, Bat- Batman doesn't want to kill. So, well, that, that Batman killed, and he killed a fuck ton, and it fixed <laughs> Gotham City. Yeah. That's the big lesson. That's the big takeaway there is... Maybe you got to kill sometimes. Maybe you got to kill people that get on your nerves. Yeah, it worked. It uh, works. I, I didn't, you don't really know uh, because you got me with your posts about the bat nipples on Twitter. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, they're not going to, they're not going to actually do that. And then when he first shows up, that has like shaggy long hair. It's like, did you just make George Clooney f- jump around, <laughs> jump around? And then I, could remember if George Clooney's even older than Michael Keaton. I think they're probably pretty similar in age. Uh, he's uh, a little bit younger. George Clooney, I think, is in his early 60s, and Michael Keaton's about 75. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I thought I thought he added a, an, an extra uh, layer of, uh, of, of goodness to this. I, if that's what they use the reshoots for, I think it, it helped a lot um, because... Uh, the the moment when he shows up, I think, is when I was starting to get kind of tired of the interactions between the two. The two batteries. Uh, when they first get to his house, uh, the young one says something like, "Oh no, what is this hell?" And I was like, "All right." I was like, "Okay, we don't need you to fucking comment on everything that's happening." Mm-hmm. Uh, it it felt very uh, Joss Whedon when. Uh, when it's like, oh, everything that that's in the room or everything we see, I have to make a comment on it. And I was like, all right, fucking. And then he showed up and, and yeah. all of that toned down. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's why that's when I started enjoying it more. Uh, but I, yeah, I thought he was great. That's the older uh, I'm done with life 
Batman that I'm just gonna live in a house full of spider webs and no Alfred. Well, he's dead. Right. He's been dead. He's been dead for like 35 years yeah. now. Yeah, like it's all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think McGregor's disease came back for Alfred. That's a Batman and Robin reference. God damn, did they throw in a lot of lines from Batman '89 in this movie? That kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Oh, uh, did I only recognize the nuts one? Yeah, that one. That one stuck out the most because that doesn't really work as like a callback when it was just Michael Keaton improvising and yeah. being bored with the character. Um, and he said he it like, to the Joker too, right? In like a very tense yeah, scene where they're about to get his girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Joker was trying to get it in. He was trying yeah. to get his his meat moist, and uh, Michael Keaton wasn't having it, so he smashed the vase. And he lost his mind for a second. Uh, no, that did not really work for me. He also pulled out a measuring tape, which I think he kind of did something similar in Batman 89 when he's going mm -hmm. up with Kim Basinger, with Vicky Vale. Yeah. yeah he was going to pull his deck out and he pulls a measuring tape first. Yeah, that's what we, sure. we thought it was going to be a Louis C.K. No, <laughs> yeah. no, he's just a craftsman. Um, I really liked this version of uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. It seemed like he was more... I don't know. The way I would put it is he kind of felt more comfortable with the character in this. Maybe because other people have come and gone and played that role and he had maybe a better understanding of what that is. But I think in the first movie, especially, he's kind of figuring out what he's supposed to be as Batman. By the time you get to Batman Returns, he's a little more Batman-y. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and also I'll, I'll say this, too. When we saw like leaked set photos of him in the outfit and it was clear like they softened up the abdomen and the, the neck, I thought, okay, this is going to look really bad. And also you could tell in some shots like that were in the trailer that there was clearly a stunt double in the outfit for some of the more physical uh, moments of that film. But when I went to go see it, I thought, oh, well, they darkened. My biggest complaint was they don't know how to light this kind of suit. And that was clear in the trailer. But then I showed up for the movie and I was like, oh, they, they kind of fixed it. They kind of yeah. they darkened it. Somebody listened to me here. Um, <laughs> it looks all right. It doesn't look bad. And even when like you have, that's clearly not a 70-year-old man doing all sorts of yeah. fucking crazy moves that he couldn't even do when he was 39 or whenever he played Batman, 40 years old. Uh, I thought, all right, well, this, this actually looks better than I was expecting. And I, it, can, I can buy enough of it. Yeah. Um... Fuck, I had a I had a thought and I just got distracted by the chat. Sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, I lost it. Um, what, what are you I, disappointed? Was Val Kilmer with his voice box with it with his marble no. and voice box? <laughs> well, I was hoping he was going to show up somehow. Uh, but uh, yeah, the. Uh, the even when, when uh, like you said, the action scenes, it, it didn't feel like like it wasn't him, even though it was, because his movements were still very Batman eighty nine like. You know, they didn't make him overly agile. He still he still looks kind of short and kind of not very imposing. Uh, the where you were talking about the the trailer before, uh, to me that suit. Uh, whenever the first tra trailer came out it kind of looked like the flash suit that he made out of the batman suit you know very still like he couldn't move at all and very chunky 
Uh, but then when you actually see it on screen, yeah, it just it, it kind of just looked like it was the old suit from 89. And I, I like that little couple of seconds that they the they do with the parents picture and then you see five different suits that he could use uh that felt very that movie to me and that was that was like a cool couple of seconds there uh but i think they did a great job at us using them in, in that if if this was a trial for a batman beyond where you're gonna have him as like the elder batman i think this works great to sell that idea you know because the him playing the older uh, you know, I'm not that agile anymore. I'm not going to be the one that like fights the strongest character, even though he kind of does here with that giant. Uh, but just as like a mentor to a younger uh, Batman, I think it worked really well. And if that was what they were trying to do by doing this, then I, I would go see that. Um, uh, but yeah, like I said at the beginning, when he shows up, I think the movie goes up in quality and and every moment that he's on screen is kind of like again maybe because i'm i i'm sick of the modern ones and i kind of want to go back to the innocence of those movies before everything turned into marvel but uh but yeah i really i really liked him in this and i i'm, I'm glad that he was the one they chose to use um as the the multiverse batman i guess you can call it yeah, I mean, so this movie went through a couple of different versions before they landed on... I mean, it went through a couple of different versions while they were shooting it. And I think Zack Snyder had always intended this to be a reset point for whatever the second transition would be, whether that would be directly connected to his universe or maybe something else. But there was a reason why he cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan as... Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman and the actress from The Walking Dead, whose name is escaping me, as Martha Wayne. And it was because we were going to go down the Flashpoint territory where the Flash links up with an alternate timeline Batman and it's Batman's father. And he's driven mad or something because the robber, Joe Chill, kills Bruce instead of mm -hmm. uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Which I think could have been interesting but I definitely like the Michael Keaton Batman way more uh, for that sort of role. And I think you get a lot of the same beats regardless. And for this movie, having Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like this would have been a cataclysmic flop, I think, if you had Jeffrey Dean Morgan in there instead of Michael Keaton. Yeah. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, I was hoping for like more integration because it really does feel like we have those aspects in the in the you know, Nicolas Cage, Superman, you see Christopher Reeve, you see all these like versions of these characters from the 20th century. Uh, I think they could have maybe integrated something along those lines a little bit better. I mean, why not just have Nick Cage as Superman in this movie as like a member of the Justice League? Mm -hmm. It, it would have fit. It would have fit with the Michael Keaton Batman uh, very well. Now, that's not a complaint about Supergirl being it. I kind of like the whole Russia sequence and her being like yeah. it being an homage to the Red Sun storyline in the Elseworld comic book. But um, yeah, no, uh, I, I it just this felt like a big cock tease for more Michael Keaton, which was originally the plan. Right. He was going to be in Batgirl. He was going to be in Aquaman, too. And now he's not getting anything. They revised the ending of this movie. It was originally going to be. And this might have actually been worse 
Because I like the fact that the Flash tries to go back in time and correct the timeline and save Mm -hmm. Batman and Supergirl, and he can't do it. Yeah. And he tries twice, can't do it. And then the the other Barry splinters off and goes crazy and becomes uh, Dark Flash. Is that what that was? Yeah, that was Dark Flash. Yeah. Because he can't save that world. And... um, if you had brought them back, so the original ending was you get Michael Keaton's Batman and Supergirl meeting Barry at the courthouse at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been, here's the thing, it would have been good for Michael Keaton fans, but I think it would have cheapened the movie. I think it would have made it a worse movie. because you twist there? You would be getting, uh, you'd be getting a, a Marvel film, essentially, that is void of any consequence. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. That would be terrible. The second version they shot was Michael Keaton's Batman, Supergirl, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot meeting Barry at the courthouse. And then James Gunn said, hey, actually, I want to, I had another idea for, for my movie. I want to do this. And Henry Cavill's not invited to that. Yeah. And they were like, all right, that one's done. What can we do now? And I think they went with the funniest and maybe like best version of that for no. this movie. The funniest would have been Val Kilmer and just, <laughs> hey, <laughs> first of all, just getting out of his car. Val's either too fat or too cancery, depending on where you find him in life. It would have no, it would have been, it would have been funny to one person in theater, and that would be you. <laughs> yeah, everyone else would be like, who is that? Just, why is what, why is Bruce why is wearing a scarf? <laughs> Hello, Barry. Uh, what do you think of Iris? I thought Iris, before you give your thoughts, I mm. thought she was terrible. I There was zero chemistry between them two. I, may, maybe, I, I don't want to say the CW one spoiled me because that one goes a little too deep and a little too cheesy. But I just felt like in neither universe, they had any chemistry at all. Everything was very awkward and very... I'm talking to you because I know you, but I don't really want to talk to you type of interactions. And then at the end, um, she just acts the same way as the other universe, uh, Iris, right? And uh, Well, let's let's be clear here. Ezra Miller sounds exactly like a gay man. So if you have him getting hot and bothered over this woman, it doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't register as, oh, this is working. This has, you know, they have chemistry here. It's like, okay, um, now we know he's not gay, yeah, in real life, but he is certainly very feminine in mm-hmm. certain ways, um, and not so much in other ways, like choke slamming. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah Iceland, there's no no laws there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought the that element of uh, he likes her so much and he's liked her forever because I think. Uh, they even bring it up. Yeah, when he's younger, he's going to go on a date with her, right? And that, and he misses that date because they need to do the the experiment, I guess you can call it, where he gets his powers. Uh, but yeah, no point it felt like they had any chemistry or that he would actually be 
you know, even at the beginning, which is something that kind of bothered me too. When the dad is on the phone with him and he's about to go to jail forever and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a girlfriend yet? Or maybe you should look be looking for a girlfriend. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you're about to go to jail forever and you're asking your loser kid to just go get some. You go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, get a girlfriend. You know, that was yeah. kind of kind of kind of weird. And it felt like they were trying to convince the audience. Well, he probably that, thinks he's gay, too. Yeah, maybe. But. It kind of felt like, yeah, they, they were trying to convince the audience that, oh, this Iris girl. And then when she shows up, it's it just kind of awkward. And, and yeah. That. I mean, we didn't get to see enough of them together in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. But it kind of just felt like a courtesy holdover casting. Like, well, we already cast her in the last one. We might mm -hmm. as well throw in here. Um, I don't think it really worked. And it wasn't of consequence. And she did, she was kind of irrelevant. To yeah. the general story you could have done without it just fine and um i don't know i don't really have any thoughts on the actress I, you know she's she i've seen her in an, uh there was a movie called dope that mm. she was cast originally by the first or second director that was brought on whose name is i think rick famayua and he was a decent director uh you haven't seen much of his work uh, come out in the years since he departed The Flash, it seems like. But allegedly, they gave him the boot because he wanted to make the whole movie. He wanted to veer away from Flashpoint and make it a, a film about police brutality. Which, with The Flash? With The Flash. <laughs> ah. Which maybe you could... Like, you could do something. You could do something about criminal justice there, but um, I don't think that's what... I don't think that's what Warner Brothers was looking for with this movie. To start with a Flashpoint movie is kind of, in a way, disrespectful, I think, to the character because not showing enough confidence in that character mm. to sell a standard superhero film. Because you could do... Who could you do? The Trickster? You bring Mark even, Hamill back as the Trickster? I'm not even that familiar with, I guess, the shark. I'm trying King to think. Shark? Because I did see... I, I saw like three or four seasons of the... CW show, but I honestly barely remember anything that happens. Uh, and it's the same with all of those CW shows. They're not very memorable, I don't think. Captain Cold. You can bring in Captain, who's the same exact thing as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, and he just wears a, what is it, a punt? No, a parka, right? I guess like a, so. A fluffy, and he wears glasses. Uh, they didn't even do that on the on the CW show. Who's just a regular guy with regular glasses? They didn't even give him like the square, cool ones. Because uh, it was Wentworth Miller. They want they didn't want to dress. They were yeah. like, oh wow, we got Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. We got Prison brother, Break. <laughs> they got his brother to play the, uh, yeah. the opposite of him. Yeah. Heat Miser, I think, was the character's name. Captain Boomerang. Isn't that the one they, they use for uh, Suicide Squad? Yeah. And they killed him in the first five minutes of the second one. True. Which yeah. sucked. Jai Courtney, that was his one good performance he gave in his life was Captain Boomerang. Yeah, I don't know. What what, what could you improve? I mean, there's a lot, I guess, you can improve. I don't think the. I think the story... When did the Flash... Hold on a second. When did the Flash become a time travel character? Because that, that feels like a very recent phenomenon. From what I, what I remember when I was a kid is John Wesley ships the Flash... He would just run fast and solve crimes. That's it. He would just, just run really quick. He was very muscular. And yes. He was very fast and he had a regular job. Mm -hmm. He was just a regular buff guy. You know? 
in an office. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Again, I, I don't fucking know anything about The Flash other than what I saw on that CW show, and I remember much of it. Uh, so I'm not the most well-versed person to ask about that. Are you but disappointed I, I thought, they didn't give Grant a, a cameo in this movie? I don't care. Not okay. really. Did you, I, when did you bow out on The Flash CW show? Season three, maybe? Yeah. Around that time. I, I always hated that suit, too, because it just looked like shitty leather. It's like, why does the Flash have a leather suit? That doesn't make any sense. You'd just be sweaty and heavy. Like that It was a very Wish.com costume yeah. for the Flash. I Yeah, I quit that show around that same time. I finished seasons one and two, and I thought those were both good, like storyline-wise yeah. and everything. For a CW show especially, and for like a, any comic book show, those seasons were pretty solid. And then when they started like bringing back... Finding reasons to bring back uh, certain characters who had been killed off in other fashions. I was like, all right, I see well, where we're going with this. Yeah. Didn't they also do the uh, or make the, the Mexican character be like, oh, now he's really powerful, but he doesn't yeah. understand his powers, but he can destroy the universe or whatever. Uh, yep. uh, my, my biggest issue with those CW shows, I think, is when when you can tell that they had an original plan and then as it became successful they they just try to milk any other character they can bring in so the arrow show it started with just green arrow who i really liked in the comics that was a a cool character for me in my childhood and i was like all right he's got a bow and arrow i've always liked those characters and he's kind of sarcastic that's cool but then it's like, oh, we now have Red Arrow and Yellow Arrow and Pink Arrow. And now this girl that shouts really hard. And now this other other girl that might be one of my Arrow people, but she might not. And it's just like, I don't care anymore. You know, it's, it just yeah. goes in too many directions. It's like, I'm here for the main character. And now same with the Flash. Oh, now it's Zoom. And now it's Reverse Flash. Now he's Yellow. Now he's the other one. It's just like, I am. Uh, they lose me, you know, and mm -hmm. and it's that thing of, well, now uh, we have uh, 10 seasons and the idea that we have for the first three. Now we have to stretch it. So let's let's just bring as much filler as possible to fill 26 episodes a season or whatever the fuck it was. A ridiculous number of episodes. Uh, and, and I just I don't know. I will get to like episode 10 and just be like, OK, like fucking there's like th same issue that I have with shows like The Walking Dead where if you were able to keep them as like 10 a season cool you don't need three episodes of filler that doesn't do anything to move the story forward and it's just we're going to introduce these characters that are going to die in two episodes but we're going to spend a whole episode on them say like, why you know it's and and they do that with every of those shows that i've started watching after that one though what do they do? Legends of Tomorrow, I think. It's just like, well, oh. they, yeah, because the Flash and Arrow were very popular shows for the network. They decided to make the CW into the DC Comics network, yeah. essentially. But the thing you have to keep in mind, too, is the CW's bread and butter is these nighttime teen soaps. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's a comic book show, it's still just a teen soap dressed up as a comic book show. Was it Pretty, pretty Little Flash? <laughs> yeah, more or less. I mean... They have to figure out, and especially since like they were transitioning from, uh, we have this expanded universe on television into what Zack Snyder was doing at the time. They kind of got cornered there and they had to figure out something else to do. So you did have a period where it was like, it started out good. 
And then everyone on the show is suddenly a superhero or a supervillain of some kind. Yeah. And then by the time like I, we were out, they turned it into like, now we have to make everyone black. That's oh, the cool. next cycle is we've got uh, black woman, black lightning, and uh, black flash, black arrow. But, and that's, they did that, and now they're all canceled. That's the that's the last stop on the train before you hit cancellation. Is now every what if the Flash was black? What if Batman was a black woman? Is he faster than? <laughs> well, let's Most dig into some stats. It's the fattest Flash. That Flash has an extra muscle on his leg. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 and. Same with shows like Gotham, too. Someone mentioned Gotham here. Gotham was the worst of them. What's worse, watching CW show or Gotham, says cool dude. Gotham feels like what they tried to do with, like, Pennyworth show. Where it's like, am I really? Who gives a sh Like, honestly, I, I don't care. Like, I want to see Batman, if that, you know, I... Even the give me the Robins, you know, give me a show with the five, six. Damn, Robins, now there, now you're thinking you should work for CW, the Robins. Yeah, and they're all black. Yeah, <laughs> well, they that happens in the in the comic books, right? With the we are a Robin uh, thing. They just did that on whatever you, you know. There's a Titan show, and they had mm. Doom Patrol. Well, Titans has like a black Tim Drake or something. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm not against race swapping but i'm not for um, it's it, cooler yeah. when billy d williams well yeah uh it's cooler if it's billy d williams and not uh some some light-skinned young Cyborg. man from east la yeah 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 uh and that yeah I, I that pennyworth they were begging people to watch that show it's like is anyone really interested in Alfred, hey, young Alfred, I wonder how he learned to make tea. It's like, no, I don't. I really, I couldn't <laughs> care less. Oh, this is how he does the TV. It's like, I, no, I don't, I don't, who cares? That and, show would have been a success if that's what that was, because then you'd at least have a Batman on there. You'd yeah. know Batman was doing his thing off screen. That's how Smallville stayed alive for 10 years. Yeah, that Superman is somewhere uh this presence might be on this episode it might just be uh the girl from nexium or whatever that cult maybe is. someone will open a window and you'll see a cape just flutter yeah and yeah ooh, that's a that's a reference that's a yeah. deep cut to superman yeah or, or maybe this is an episode of that allison allison girl the that secret was re recruiting allison mack <laughs> recruiting people for her sex cult and get have sex with that little guy uh, what about sex cults in the DC universe? <laughs> what is Lex Luthor doing behind closed doors? That's what is on every the tip on of everyone's tongue is what well, is if, Lex Luthor's sexual orientation? Well, if you go by uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, I think we we kind oh, of we know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that mystery was solved. <laughs> Damn, they figured that out in 2006. Best yeah. Lex Luthor by far is Kevin Spacey. I say bring him back. Who's, uh, you got uh, uh, fucking Eisenberg and him. And before that, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman really was over. The he was like the original Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. 
yeah. him playing Lex Luthor. I, I just rewatched the original Superman the movie, and the lesson of that film goes directly in the face of The Flash, which is you can't turn back time and have things be the exact same. Superman did that in the in the very first DC Comics superhero film uh, that we consider a superhero film. That's not like a serial and not Batman 66. That's what happens. He turns back the Earth and saves and Lois Lane. Yeah, and everything's fine. Everything's uh, fine after that. He beats Zod in the next one. It's yeah. all... F- I guess that timeline yeah. stays just fine from Zod. He's, he's friends with Richard Pryor in the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he should have been a cameo. It's Richard, he should have had his hair on fire screaming. That could have been real good. He's running around shouting the N-word because <laughs> he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I also liked a lot more what they did with Keaton than Michael Shannon just really looked like he couldn't have given two shits mm-hmm. on his performance here. It's just his face, too, I'm sure, right? But... He just kind of looked bored. He he wasn't as menacing as he was on Man of Steel. He was just kind of like, yeah, we're looking for Kryptonian baby. Looking for that and, paycheck uh, for showing up today. And uh, we're here, and you're you you're the baby. <laughs> That's that was my favorite <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> you're the baby. Uh, so uh, at least you know, at least Michael Keaton looked like he wanted to be there. Uh, and then didn't it, uh, Michael Chen came out saying that he likes making these movies because it's like a quick, like it's like whatever work, very quick and well paid or something like that. He said something like that. You know, he was pretty down on Batman v Superman also for all his. You know, I wanted to honor Zach's version of the character mm-hmm. that he's saying now. He didn't really give a shit for that movie. Yeah. But then again, he was a body on a slab. They really got way too much. They milked Zod far too much in this DC universe. We'll never see any character for Superman from his rogues gallery, aside from Lex and I guess Zod. So does this die here, this universe? Is it after this movie? Is it just nothing? Like now we're just waiting for the James Gunn universe now? I'm not waiting for that. No, but what I mean is like there's no... There's no other DC movies other than, I guess, Joker, which is not really connected to this. What? No, 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 no. There's the Batman. They still get Aquaman, too. Oh, as far God. as what this timeline is, I don't know. They don't even know, I bet you. They're going, James Gunn, you better pull off. You know, he has to outperform what people are expecting of him. For a Superman movie, Superman movies don't perform yeah. well. They do just enough. You know, even Batman v Superman, you put Superman in the title, that's fucking box office cancer, it seems like. Batman v Superman had to make a billion dollars, and it made, I think, like 700 million or like 900 million. It just narrowly fell short of whatever they needed for that movie. So Superman's a dodgy property to have, even if it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I, I'll show up for his Superman movie because I think James Gunn is a better director than people like to admit. Uh, certainly more than I like to admit, because he's yeah. gross looking. He's got the fucking soft serve hairdo. Um, that really is bothersome. By the way, what a disgusting thumbnail GQ put out. Like, look at his favorite superhero movies, and they made him look like that racist caricature of Bugs Bunny doing the African lips. That's just the facial expression. He just has like a vanilla ice cream cone haircut. And he looks disgusting. Can you please pull it, pull this up real quick? 
I've never it? seen anything worse in this thumbnail. GQ, James Gunn. Let's oh, see it. What the fuck? Yes, please do a zoom in. To, don't click the video. Just let's see the thumbnail. Is it this? That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would they do that? That's so unflattering and kind of mean spirit. Someone does not like him at GQ for picking that. They grab. They could grab one moment from the video, or they could have said, "Hey, just hold still for a second. This will be the thumbnail," and that's what they did to him. So yeah, they gave him the Canadian in South Park treatment. Oh my God! <laughs> Why? Why? So anyway, I think James Gunn as a director is actually fine. He's obnoxious a little bit in real life. And um, I'm kind of, I'm not the happiest that we're missing out on a bunch of Michael Keaton Batman movies as a result of him deciding to do a hard reset minus Amanda Waller. You know, mm -hmm. really keeping the quality of the DCEU is Amanda Waller. Yeah, the box office, you know, the one that gets people on the seats, mm -hmm. Amanda Waller. Well, so the one that likes her so much, we're getting a series that's called Waller starring. Viola Davis. I'm sure yeah, we'll do a full gonna, review episode of that. What is it? We're going to learn how she became a cop. A big dyke? Yeah, that's, I don't know. This is fun. Let's, let's, yeah, let's do that after Pennyworth. They should idea. merge the Pennyworth and the Waller universes. They should make I, it like Bob Hart's Abishola on CBS. I saw a tweet that said that they're doing a Rosemary's Baby prequel. With that girl from from Ozark, Julia, can't remember her name. And it's like, wait, a pre. So before anything interesting happened to her, we're just gonna. It's, she's just. I hope uh, it's a. I hope it's a face app, CGI John Cassavetes inseminating <laughs> yeah. her. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a young Rosemary being a lady in the sixties. Cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> before, you know, the main reason why people like or watch that movie, before any of that happens at any point, we're going to have three seasons of Rosemary just being herself. Uh, so, yeah, that I forgot about that Amanda Waller show. Uh, sounds sounds like a direct to Disney Plus thing that <laughs> no one's going to watch. I don't know why they keep trying to mine the Rosemary's Baby property. You remember they did that remake with Zoe Saldana only six or seven years ago that was for television it's like we got everything we needed out of that they even did like direct to tv sequels to that movie with patty duke instead of uh, mia farrow no point yeah but uh yeah no i mean is there anything in the james gunn slate that you're actually looking forward to i think what we can assume is that this dceu timeline has now been altered and it's essentially paused for the time being i do I, i'll say this again I do have a sneaking suspicion that the James Gunn slate of films is not going to go the way that they're hoping. And probably before the decade is up, Zack Snyder is going to direct another DC movie. Do you think? Yeah. After, do you think this, uh, what's it called? Twilight New Moon? What's this new movie called? <laughs> oh, Rebel Moon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think uh, that's going to be a, a big, I think I've asked you this before, a hit uh, enough for them to give him a shot again? Yeah. Army of the Dead was huge for Zack Snyder, according to Netflix. I mean, look, they released their figures and they were like, what was it? Agent Red was seen by 400 oh, yeah. billion people. 
Yeah, sure, sure it was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I bet you it was. Yeah. Uh, but Army of the Dead was supposed to be like a huge hit. Granted, that was during COVID and people weren't going out or anything, right? He had two big movies in the same year. They both won Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think this one will do well. I think Rebel Moon's going to do perfectly well. I don't know. I don't know about uh, him doing DC again. They'll probably have to pay him way too much for him to, I guess forgive what they did to him by taking it away um maybe but i mean think about it like they he he did Zack snyder's justice league for free they didn't pay him for that so i think he has a fondness for the characters i think he would come back if they said hey we made a big mistake <laughs> we we need you because it seems like they do need they need people to be excited about something the only thing that dc fans seem to be excited about are batman movies joker movies and Zack snyder movies yeah, and looking at uh, James Gunn's slate, I have it pulled up here. Uh, there's an animated show. Let's let, can we take a look at it real quick? Yeah. So half of it is animated, or maybe like a quarter of it is animated, and half of them are series. So you got Creature Commandos, which is this group of characters. I mean, I like the art style, but I don't yeah. know anything about this, and I could care less, to be honest with you. Yeah, the only one I recognize is that one from uh, from uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, Waller, just a oh, it's a spinoff of Spe- of Peacemaker. I never saw that either. Uh, but okay, Peacemaker was actually all right for, for for what I was expecting of that series. Uh, it outperformed my expectations. Wait, is Crystal Henry Watchmen the TV show writer? Yeah, it has to be right. So this is gonna be horrendous. Mm. Uh, Superman Legacy, uh, I. I honestly have never cared about Superman, and I think they they just haven't done any of the interesting stories in comic books, uh, other than just well, he's a goody two shoes, or or gone the complete opposite with Man of Steel. I, it's just not a character that I care for, really. Um, so this, especially, what is he doing? He's doing Black Superman, right? No, that's out. Uh, they were going to okay. do that. And I think uh, Tanahisi Coates or whoever was helming that got the plug pulled on them. J.J. Abrams mm. and Tanahisi Coates were going to do it. It's not happening anymore. Okay. Lanterns. That's a TV series. Has been screwed. Uh, okay. I need to take on the Space Cops. The vein of True Detective with Green Lantern. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it'll. It, it'll get everyone's itch for that remind, True Detective season one feeling that they've yeah, been you, longing for. Can you remind everyone what the villain of True Detective one? What 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 did he do? What was his crime? I think uh, his crime was spreading <laughs> the color yellow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the okay, Yellow so, King. Haha. Uh, see, it'll. That that's works. how it's like. Yep. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, yeah. Not all it the, works. You know abduction and other stuff that i can't say here because we'll get demonetized uh the authority a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protection is this captain planet extreme methods of protecting the planet uh don't care really i don't know this might be cool just because it's like a or it feels like an obscure don't care paradise lost hbo max series a game of thrones style drama all female island wonder woman's yeah i don't care brave on the bolt introduction of this you batman bruce wayne favorite 
okay if they're doing this because i i did like that animated show because of how goofy in B- batman from the 60s is my favorite batman so i like that they kept that tone on that animated show i didn't see the whole thing but a couple of episodes that i saw i really enjoyed so if they're doing a live action with that tone of it um i'm for it um I'm for it for wholesome Batman and his friends. Uh, the Batman sequel, the more I think about that movie, the more I don't like it. So I'm really not excited about what they're or care much about what they're going to do with, with, with this character. Um, Booster Gold, don't care. Honestly, don't, another character, I don't, I don't care. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, great. Don't care. Uh, Swamp Thing would be cool. I, I didn't see Swamp the show. Thing's the one thing that I think a lot of people are like, all right, well, this whole slate seems whatever, but Swamp Thing seems like maybe it could work. Yeah. Uh, is that it? That's it. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a lot. That's a lot for what the next decade is supposed to be. Do you have any thoughts on Booster Gold as a character? No, don't. I wasn't very familiar with him until I saw a couple episodes of the Batman, the Brave and the Bold animated where he was in it. And it's just it's just like a how was that show, by the way? It's good. I like it. It's very tonally. It's very tonally uh, 1960s Batman, where it's just uh, what's the Drew Carey guy? Um, Drew Carey show. Diedrich Bader. Yeah, yeah. He plays Batman. Uh, and it's like a goofier, campier batman and friends like he i I believe he brings like another character on every episode and and they they do things Uh, so i i liked it i but again my favorite batman is the goofy 60s batman so maybe i maybe that's why uh do you know if this is a live action this yeah it is the brave and the bold is going to be live action directed by andy muschietti yeah that could be cool that that i'm down for everything else i i I'm not down for it. I hate, I hate the character of Damian Wayne. I hate the idea of a Robin that happens to be Batman got raped and here's his son. He got raped and here's his, I hate that. He's very cocky and very good at everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also good with just not having Robin in any movie. You well, know? they have they haven't done it, and I, I don't think it's necessary for like a good Batman movie. Are you trying to erase I, Chris O'Donnell's two efforts in the suit? Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. What about about, what about John Blake, Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt's John Blake, the real version uh, of Robin? Uh, God, I was so fucking in the. I remember <laughs> going l- loudly, "What in the theater?" <laughs> when, <laughs> when the lady says, "Oh, Robin." And I was like, fuck off. No Robin's called Robin. <laughs> like, if you want to do a nod to the fans, I guess, call him something. Call him Damien. Call him Tim. Call him any of... The- no, hey, Robin. You know, fuck you, Nolan. Like, <laughs> this, I didn't really like that movie that much to begin with. And then the one thing he could have thrown at me was just like, oh, oh, oh we get it. He's he's what who we thought he was for the entirety of the movie. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I, um, I, as much as I liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the time, I don't even know what he's up to now. But uh, at the time, he was doing what um, Don John and this and. Ooh. I, and yeah, uh, Don John. Wow. 
yeah, they were trying to make him into like a, a leading man star. And I, he's, he's fine. I got, this was what, fucking 15 years ago, 10 years ago, right? 2012, it was 11 years ago. Yeah. yeah. He was so big. And uh, he got that second wind off of 500 Days of Summer, hmm. being the leading man of that, because he was just the long-haired guy from Third Rock from the Sun, yep. the kid on that show. And he kind of squandered it. He kind of flamed out. He tried to do too much at once, and he got away from acting. He did that hit record mm. thing, which was like a collaborative version of YouTube or something, or Vimeo, and put a lot of his time into that. He tried directing with Don John, which was fine. Like, it wasn't yeah. anything special. It had a good cast. I like that they used Tony Danza in a serious yeah. way. That was cool, but it didn't, it didn't make it an impact. And everything after that, he just, he's gone disappeared yeah. and he was he was good in that movie i think i i liked his performance in the movie mm -hmm. but i i don't like that pulling the rug from under because <laughs> because at the time i was like yeah he, he i think nolan always talked about like very anti using a robin right and then when that happened i was like oh what because it didn't make sense that he would be called well anyway I think I've talked about that so The thing times. is, the audience would not have gotten, oh, yeah. John Blake. Yeah, hey, just... his real name's Tim John Blake. Is that yeah. supposed to be Tim Drake? Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, you I know? get that. But then don't fucking do it then. Just keep him as John Blake. I was Blake. fine with it. I think you were just, you got upset in the theater. My, I was yeah. like, oh, nice, cool. My autism cool. was like, no, my autism was like, ah, don't touch my ears. Same thing. <laughs> so, uh, mm. yeah, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work for me, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't think they're good. He's, I mean, I guess they're going to be using him, the, that Robin character on that show. I'm, I'm cautious. I don't care about, so I was having this conversation with my girlfriend yesterday, uh, about how like, there's just so much. And lately, I really just don't care about any of the characters that they're using. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the first superhero movie that I go uh, see in the theater before. I mean, after what fucking uh, Avengers 2, I think. Uh, so I haven't seen anything after that. And the only reason why I went to see this is because we we're going to record this. And I was like, why not? Let's go have a a fun saturday afternoon the movies here and they had a fucking four-year-old that wouldn't shut up behind me so i was like this is why i don't go to the fucking movies but uh uh yeah i'm, I'm just done I'm, I'm kind of just exhausted of the genre and how it's just kind of very whatever i i, I don't care for what marvel's doing with the you know replacing the character with someone that's kind of supposed to act the same way but is different somehow and and dc uh the only reason why i was interested is because for the longest time it was such a mess that you were kind of like well maybe they'll do something interesting or different and they did in some uh but i i, I think i'll i'll go see joker too and then after that i, I i'll wait until they leak online and maybe just to record an episode and then i'll watch them but that's yeah. about where I'm at as well. I will show up for Joker 2 because I thought Joker 1 was a great film. And uh, my curiosity is like tempered for the Batman 2 because I don't think that's going anywhere good. I actually mm. think this movie is going to be horrible. Yeah. And Batman the Brave and the Bold, 
I'm curious to see who they cast as Batman. You know, if they brought in George Clooney and it was like a sideways sequel to the Schumacher films, I'll, I'll, I would watch that. I, I will show up and I will watch that. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess it's got to be an older actor for that one because mm. he has a son, right? And yeah. uh, I don't know how much they're going to delve into like Talia and Roz and they're going to have to recast them and... So I'm interested more in, like, the development process of that. And Andy Muschietti is a fine director. Not, like, he's a great director. He's just okay. You know, yeah. he's a he, he's a cut above okay. How about it that? It works, yeah. He he's got enough, his... enough interesting ideas that it keeps me uh, interested enough in seeing what he's up to as a director. Austin Butler as Batman says, cool, dude. That would, first of all, he's, like, 29 years old, 30 years old. So that would be... I don't know. That means he's like 16 years old and he got raped. Because Damian <laughs> Wayne's what, like 11 or 12? And yeah. you know they're going to make him a little older. They couldn't do... Because they know. they, And that's also probably why they're doing Damian Wayne. Because if you introduce a guy who has a teenage boy and he's a single guy... Even Joel Schumacher knew this. You know? And that's why Chris O'Donnell was cast when he was like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know? If it looks... A certain way, that's just going to... It's a weird perception when it's real people. Burt Ward, the original Robin who had to take fucking chemical castration pills, uh, was still like 27 years old. Yeah. yeah. It it looks weird. If you cast a child, it looks weird. Yeah, because had to become a castrato to play Robin. How sad. <laughs> what a sad... I mean, it's not even that long ago. Well... What sixty years ago? I guess sixty-six. Yeah, but that's so sad. <laughs> Castrato, so that he could say fucking Hol holy bat yeah. bat yeah. man, Batman. Holy bat riddle, Batman. Holy yeah. bat shit. <laughs> holy bat balls. They're shriveling up. They're disappearing into my body, Batman. And, and now he sounds the exact same, but he's 95 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed yeah. at all. Well, you yeah. can't grow, but he did. grow him back, right? No, but he did pump out enough seed to get three daughters, but maybe they're not his daughters. So, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Flash. What? All right, so we, we got to get back to the Flash. Wrap up. Oh, the Flash, uh, yeah. um, uh, Ben Affleck was great. I think he was really good in this. He seemed to care. Dare I say the five minutes he was on screen? I, I at first I thought he was CG, because when he's in that motorcycle, it looks not great. Uh, and I was like, oh, I guess Affleck didn't want to go. No, he didn't want. He that was his least favorite thing is getting in that suit. So I think they were like, you you only have to wear it once. Okay, it's for the standing scenes. Okay. Then yeah, I, I I liked his little interaction that he had with with uh, with Flash in this. And as much as people shit on him as Bruce Wayne, I I. I think that his performance was always like one of my favorite parts from those movies. I, I, I always thought he played like a very good beaten down Batman out and out. And in here, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed his presence for the five minutes that was, or what, two scenes I think he's in. Yeah. He's in two scenes. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was someone that we haven't mentioned yet of that extended universe that they used here. And I, I thought 
he worked really well in this for the very limited time he was on screen. Yeah, I hated him. I thought he was the worst part of this fucking movie, to <laughs> okay. be honest with you. I okay. was like, this is not the same Batman as the the other movies here. He's he sucks. I thought he was good when he was uh, 100 pounds lighter in the scene where he's out of the suit. He had that big, muscular, bulky suit. And then all yeah. of a sudden, when you see him out, he looks gaunt. He looks like J-Lo's deprived him of, <laughs> of energy or food for for several weeks at least um no i thought i thought his version of batman here first of all i thought that suit was fucking horrible that yeah. action figure suit that they threw the, on the blue him. i don't even like the flash's suit in this movie i thought it was a downgrade oh yeah Power ranger outfit that they gave him in Zack snyder's justice league yeah the neon light suit Mm -hmm. was kind of and also he's... and i saw i saw the set photos where him and ben are are both in their suits and it looks fine without the the cg light it looks kind of like the original john wesley ship flash outfit um but i cut you off there what were you gonna say no that uh the i guess that because i i guess i was used to the grant gustin one who's just this muscular right mm -hmm. Uh, but in this one, they buffed him up a lot, kind of like the 90s Flash, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess makes sense if you're going to be running that fast. You need that resistance or your your body will break apart, I guess. I don't know how that works. Uh, but yeah, the, the suit uh, looked fine until the neon lights would pop because then they just kind of looked like you just had LEDs uh, and that I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of. But besides that, yeah, it did it did its work, I guess. But yeah, I thought I thought Ben Affleck's version of the Batman character in this movie was way more camp mm -hmm. and reminded me of Joss Whedon's Justice League. It brought me back to that and I was like, Oh my god, oh. we are in dangerous territory right yeah, now. Yeah, no wonder you uh yeah. Oh, and I I don't think I mentioned you got me with the nipple suit Batman tweet. So I was like, oh, so they replaced Keaton with spoilers, <laughs> spoiler alert, I guess. I thought that was going to happen. When Keaton shows up, I was like, okay, cool. So he's going to be in, in this for like five minutes and then we're going to get a switcheroo and we're going to get nipple Batman. But um, I'm glad they saved him for the end. Uh, and uh, like you said, it was like a nice reveal at the end instead of having him be the the mentor, which I don't think it would have worked. Would, you you don't think uh, having Michael Keaton continue on as the the elderly Batman would have worked for a continued DC universe? Yeah, but if that's your plan, but if what you're trying to do is is uh, you know not fix his world and instead just leave it kind of like an open ending of like oh you this is not actually your world, then that switcher at the end works, uh, and it seems like that's what they want to do, not extend uh the rest so and and like you said that um that bit of uh of them just trying to not or trying to save him was good it was really good story story wise so i'm I'm okay with him dying um i just kind of wish they you know would have more coming movies using him because i enjoyed seeing him on screen but uh but i think yeah uh, if if what you said happened with Clooney being the mentor instead, I know what he would have roller skate and and uh, <laughs> going to buy his equipment with the credit card and yeah no, 
I don't know. I don't know. I could, I, th- I could, I could see that for the brave and the bold. If you're gonna mm. do, if you're, you know, if that's what you're trying to tap into with that movie, even though the description of it doesn't fit anything that we know about the brave and the bold, which no. was like the 1950s, 60s era of Batman, where they got kind of wacky. Give me right? CGI Adam West. I'll accept a, an AI command voice Adam West for that series. I'll be okay with that. Well, that's a movie. That's not a series. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. They're adding another Batman into the mix. I don't I don't understand why, but yeah, they think it's a good idea. So is the, the Pattinson going to continue then, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have that and... Yeah, I don't. I'll I'll wait. Maybe that's the next movie I'll go see to the theater when whenever that comes out. Depending. I don't know if it's gonna come out. Here's the thing: <laughs> if Superman does not perform well, that's it. I think I think they don't even go. Let's see if the next one will work. I think they're just gonna pull the plug and then that'll be that, and just restart everything with no one. With someone I think. New? They would just say, we're not doing this. Let's focus on Robert Pattinson's Batman. And uh, maybe we'll come out with a new Superman in 15 years. Yeah. Well. Which child actor would you like to play <laughs> Superman, Superman, Superman in 15 years? <laughs> Do you think the kid from Stranger Things with the goofy teeth who plays Superman in 15 years? What is, what is Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing right now? I don't know, being little somewhere, <laughs> being little and looking <laughs> old now. I yeah. think we got to get his fresh face in the mix. Maybe he's one of the lanterns for that True Detective Green Lantern show. Oh, no, did he... you see? Are you going to check out the new True Detective season, by the way? I think someone might have asked that in the chat. By the way, this is a live episode of Movies, in case you're listening to this on Spotify right now. Uh, please head over to patreon.com slash lowres. We have some exclusive episodes there right now. And uh, Hans, you did not record a single solo show, even though I announced that like two weeks ago. I said, hey, Hans is going to take the reins, and he's going to do a couple of episodes on his own. There's our Superman. That's Clark Kent and Superman. How about that? Yeah. I think he should play Damian Wayne in that that new 11-year-old Damian Wayne. Is he chopping on a cigar? What the fuck is in his mouth? I don't know. That's Batman. That's Bruce Wayne. That's Ben Affleck. It's a jewel. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no. What I'm seeing here does fit the vibe of like a DC superhero. Maybe he's the new Flash. Yeah. uh... They need a new Flash. It's Kid Flash. (laughs) 40-year-old Taylor Thomas (laughs) playing Kid Flash. Why not? Hey, why not? You know? Who cares? Right? Just, just the age he's face and use someone else's body like they've done before. Yeah. Like they're doing with Indiana Jones. It's also going to be a hit. I think that'll probably actually wind up being a hit, unfortunately. A lot of people think it's going to tank. I think people are too... Because the sporadicness of the Indiana Jones movies is not the same as your Iron Man films or whatever, Batman where you get two a year. I think that uh, that Indiana Jones movie is going to succeed. Did the last one do well? I didn't see that. I've, I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie. Not even none of them. None of them. No. I They're should. Good. The fourth yeah. one isn't good, obviously. The, the third ch- one I have mixed feelings about. 
Temple of Doom is my favorite. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another franchise that I, I just have nothing for. I what do you think it. about, how about this, before we get off Batman and everything else, Kevin Smith acquired Joel Schumacher's near three-hour cut of, you know, you were waxing poetic about Val Kilmer not that long ago. His near three-hour cut, Joel Schumacher's near three-hour cut of Batman Forever, which has been long discussed uh, since I remember the early days of the internet, people were like, oh, there's so many dark, deleted scenes from Batman Forever. And then the DVD came out, and they threw on about maybe four or five minutes worth of deleted scenes. And some of them were good, some of them not so good. Like, I remember Batman runs into a hairdressing spot and sees a bunch of drag queens, and they all laugh at him and make some sort of remark. Mm. That's what I remember. But then you have, like, more of a toned down version of Two-Face in some scenes. And I guess this is this movie is almost three hours long. It has a temp score from Danny Elfman borrowing from the first two films. And uh, some some things that we haven't seen. Is this of interest at all to you? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. That movie by itself is long enough, I think. I don't need a three-hour black and white... <laughs> Uh, cut of what is is Kevin Smith going to go travel with the three hour cut of? Yep, that's kind. Funny. Well, he's doing he's doing two screenings in New Jersey at his theater, which he's not even legally allowed to do. His but home, it's more mean? like it's one of those situations where it's like, hey, if you come out for my Q and A, maybe we'll watch a movie after the Q and A. Does he just have like a curtain to the side, and that's where he sleeps in the movie theater? Yeah. And you just, oh, no, that's weird. It smells like it smells like someone's bed in here. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Are you gonna go see it? I was thinking. Honestly, I I was thinking about it because I mean, but his theater is in I think it's like Red Bank, New Jersey, and that's a good two and a half hours from where I'm at. It's not as simple as like j just going to Jersey City, mm. which is a quick train ride. Yeah, and then you can go to that comic book store and see the guys from Comic Book Boys. What's the show called? Comic Book. The comic Book Men. Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun. I don't know. I'm interested to see what Kevin Smith does next with his life since he's apparently he quit weed. He's taking himself a little more seriously. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I think he could make something interesting. Yeah, do you think he's gonna do uh, what's his movie called? Red Red Scare? No, what's his movie called? Red, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, um, Red, Red State. Red State Two, because that movie did not age well. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it recently. I I think at the time, just because it was such a different movie compared to everything else he's done, people gave him like an easier pass. It doesn't it doesn't hold up. I don't know if you if you feel like I, I think I watched that, but... it in 2021 or 2020. I, I might have watched it. And I thought it's yeah, it's I like some of this and a lot of it is a little feels. Yeah, out of date. You watched it recently? No, but even even the last time I saw it, which could have been a couple of years, I was like, oh, this kind of kind of drags off kind of kind of very wordy, very monologue -y, very, all right, you know, <laughs> very... Yeah, that, that's something that I really don't like with filmmakers is especially wordy 
films like very i mean i think there's a difference between like what tarantino does for example where it's very dialogue heavy or even early kevin smith and then when it doesn't fit the vibe of what you're going for and it's still wordy like that is cancerous to any any film it just feels like a self-suck from the writer at that point it feel it has the same vibe as when they start to shoehorn a particular lecture into like a television series or a movie mm-hmm. when they have to go hold on a second but now i need to tell you about this thing that's bothering me in my life right yeah. now and i'm going to use your favorite character to do it that has the same vibe like look look at you should be impressed with my wordsmith abilities here in this long diatribe i just gave this character about something that's totally irrelevant to the plot yeah yeah i'm not a fan so that that's one of the few early Kevin Smith movies that I don't have on DVD. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't spend money on that. If he even sold it on DVD, I don't even remember. I have that. one. You I do? have most of his films on uh, Blu-ray. Even the new ones? Yeah. Cool. I got Clerks 3. I got Yoga well, you're Rosers. A, you're a completion, completionist. I, I am. Yeah. Hey, good luck finding Dogma for under $150 anywhere. Really? Because I have yeah. <laughs> sell my copy. Yeah, sell on it. <laughs> sell it to me. I'll buy it right now. Yeah. Weinstein has the rights to that tied up, and he's in prison, mm. and he does want to sell it for less than three three million or something, because he's like, "Fuck Kevin Smith. Ke- I made Kevin Smith. And he turned his back on me." How many people did he made too? A lot. Yeah. He made so- a whole industry in the nineties. And this is how they pay him. I got <laughs> early release. Yeah. Early never... release for being a, a good influence. Yeah. For just being model you know, prisoner. A powerful voice. Uh yeah. This I I it's just like Cosby, right? He's just not gonna die in jail. It's just is he free now? Is he no? Oh no, he's got like tw- he they hit him with the max sentence. So it'll probably get overturned, you know, um, but, and again, you know, we've, I feel like we've delved into this a little bit before. If you actually look at what he was charged with and what the sentencing was, it's kind of ridiculous. They didn't get him on like a formal, like a standard rape. Hmm. I think it's like a California rape, which is like you give a drink to a lady before taking her out to dinner. That's a rape in California. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with the case. I just know that. Uh, but you are familiar with rape. I just, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just, uh, I just know that he, yeah, he made so many. And and if you just Google his name, you can put any star from the 90s next to his name on Google mm-hmm. and you'll find a picture of them lovingly embracing, you yep. know. So he made the career of many people and uh Yeah. Not justifying, but you know, it's just I guess that's that's how they pay you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they repay you. I think I think what you're saying is remember where you came from to many that maybe this maybe people would be showing up to J Law's new comedy if uh she had stuck by Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that doing well? I don't even know what you're talking about. Jennifer Lawrence has a new comedy that's out. It's supposed to be a dirty R-rated comedy, and it just looks fucking shit. Oh, is that no no hard feelings? Yeah. She's Uh, held up well, though, I think, visually. She looks all right. 
Director Gene Stubnitsky. What does that sound familiar? Gene Stubnitsky. Oh, Bad Teacher, Year One. Horrible comedies. Wait, he directed? I thought Year One was Ivan Reitman. He wrote Year One. That's even worse. He wrote um, 15 episodes of The Office, Year One, Bad Teacher. By the way, did you ever watch The Office? The USA yeah. office, you did? Yeah, when it came out, when it was on the air, I, I watched it. I, the, for the whole run? No, I think I finished it later um, because it was that time when I, I couldn't get those channels here. So I would just download the episodes when they would come out. Uh, but I would just download the whole season as bulk and just watch that when it was, what, 20, let's say 2007-ish around that time. But uh, but then I just I finished it later because mm -hmm. I, I kind of drift off just like with every other show. I didn't watch any of it outside of the first season okay. where they did six episodes and they were trying way too hard to ape the Ricky Gervais one. But I'll tell you what, one of my recent YouTube rabbit holes was compilations of office moments. Mm. And I watched like the James Spader compilation where he was the boss for one season i guess yeah because they were like oh fuck what do we do without steve carell yeah and then eventually they i guess they decided to give it to ed helms will farrell i think also is in it for will farrell so i remember because they brought ricky gervais back as david brent for one or two episodes mm -hmm. and i tuned in just for those and it was like a season finale where they had will farrell had been on for a couple of episodes and was like a misdirect boss but then they also brought out Jim Carrey and a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. And they landed on James Spader being the guy for a season. And I just watched his compilation reel. I was like, eh, this is all right. Yeah, this it's not. It's fine. I think, But it's, uh, it's fine now, is my point. It's like, things aren't funny. That Jennifer Lawrence comedy that's num the number one movie in America, if I'm to believe my chat, is being earnest. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's funnier than that. Uh, well, he also created a jury duty show. Uh, have you heard of jury duty where it's like Joe Schmo, but it's like jury Monkey duty. Jones suggested that show to me. Okay. I haven't so the, watched it. So this Gene Stupnitsky guy is a creator on that show, uh, which is just, yeah, Joe Schmo, but doing jury duty. I think the office suffers from that thing that happens with, shows that are very popular in social media where people just ruin it mm. <laughs> where they just overpost as like the most amazing funniest thing ever in the world has ever existed and then you watch it and you're like okay like i like the characters and there's some there's funny like it's it's a funny show but it's it's that over exaggerated reaction that people have online where it just kind of takes away from the show even if you don't want it to when you watch it because i guess it's yeah it's like over just like every other movie that's oversold like that and you see it and you're like it's fine but you know that show in latin america is huge i know that for a fact all of my one of the last jobs that i had uh people would just quote it and i'll just be like just shut the fuck up that show <laughs> that show's from so long ago how are you still hey i got my world's best boss cop it's 2020 and she's like can you fucking get a personality uh so that's uh i guess why it's seen it like that but i i i still i've watched a couple of episodes on on hbo max when i had access 
because they took the access away from me. Mm. The app updated and now it's Max. The problem with Max is that it's not open to Latin America at all. So my app updated <laughs> to block me from having access to HBO Max. And when I contacted the company, they were like, oh yeah, you should you should get in contact with your internet provider and, and ask them to give you the earliest version of the app, which will work for you. And it's like, no, you fix it. They didn't fix it. Even if even when I said I'm going to cancel my yearly subscription, they were like, okay, but we're not going to give you a refund because of this and this and this. It's like, this, you just fucking got me. You fucked me, HBO Max. Thank you. Now I can't watch my favorite show, The Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I'm going to watch the rest of the... I think I'm good with just keeping it as like the compilation reels every so often because I can tell that... That show succumbs to the same fate that it seems like every comedy show succumbs to, which is you start out with like the premise being you've got one guy who's over the top and everyone else is normal, but a little quirky or whatever, but it's not too much. Yeah. And then gradually that flips and everyone's, and everyone's crazy. Yeah. And I hate that. I despise that. I think that's the death of comedy. Well, that's when you keep shows going longer than they're supposed to, right? Then you just can't figure out a way to to extend it without doing what you've already done, especially when you have so many episodes a season. Mm -hmm. I believe this had more than 10 a season. So you need a, a group of very talented writers to pull that off for a long time. I don't know any show that has been able to do that lasting longer than five seasons or four seasons you know did you know that and maybe i'm wrong about this but i read a lengthy interview with taylor sheridan recently for uh, some publication where he was talking about his feud with kevin costner on the set of yellowstone and uh, how people were saying he has a god complex and everything and he would give these very wordy like novel writer answers that I didn't, I didn't like how they were phrased. I was fine with the content of them, but I just hated how he said them, like a, mm. like a character, you know? And um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, I guess the Writers Guild is striking over, and one of their things they want added into the terms of agreement for any contract is that every single show will have a set amount of writers. Okay. Like... And Force. I can assume there's some sort of diversity maybe in play there, but like a minimum of XYZ number of writers. Maybe I'm wrong. About, if someone can correct me, if this is incorrect, please sound off in the chat right now if you're one of our live viewers tonight. But that seems like a really terrible idea. Yeah. That's, you know, a lot of what the Writers Guild and what I've seen on Twitter, like the people who are uh, in favor of this, don't really seem like art-minded people they're hacks they're hacks they're absolute yeah. hacks that work on garbage they work on things like is it cake and it's a show about a contest where you stand uh 20 feet away from the cake and then you have to figure out is it cake or is this a phone you don't need that's my favorite show i watch every season <laughs> of that show you don't need 10 people to write this show you know you don't need a writing room for uh hey this show is about how you have to replicate a, a, a perfect cake from an actual chef but you just cook for your children at home so now the contest is uh look at this fucked up cake and the cake that's less fucked up is the one that wins 
why do you need a writer's room for that? And I feel like a lot of those writers that are that are in this um uh I forget the fucking uh strike. It's just a lot of people that work on things like that. Richard, you do do you really need eight of them for this? No. So fuck them, all of them. I hope yeah. they don't get shit. <laughs> I hope they don't get anything. I, I'm I'm not against like the idea of the writers guild in theory. I think uh, a lot of what they do is probably good for for screenwriters and for television writers. But that seems again you're you're putting like that as a job before that as an art form. And mm -hmm. granted, like television as an art form is sort of a recent phenomenon. For the longest period of time, maybe that would have made sense if there were still only three networks and it was like, I guess shows like that, or maybe if it was perfect strangers or my two dads or something like that if 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 you have an ongoing series of that form then maybe that makes sense but that's not the popular form of television right now the, yeah. the popular form of television are these very uh focus driven narratives that are feature like like yellow yellowstone is the number one show on television i guess taylor sheridan writes every single episode himself because he didn't like what his writer's room was doing he brought in um what was his name? Terrence Winter, who worked on, maybe he worked on Sopranos and he worked with Scorsese on a couple of different movies to be the showrunner, I think, of Tulsa King or Yellowstone, one of those shows of his that has taken off. And he didn't like what was happening in the writer's room and said, you know what, I'm just going to write every single episode of this series myself and I'm going to pay myself for it. He he has a very interesting thing here where it's like, yeah, we we have to rent out a farm this season. We have to rent out a ranch this season. Uh, for Yellowstone, and it's going to cost like $200 million. And uh, luckily, we have my ranch, so we'll just pay me the $200 million. We'll use my ranch and my horses. And it's like, and they just, they, they go along with it. And Smart. why shouldn't they go along with it? You know? It works, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, wow, I can't believe that show is the most popular show in the States. It won't be in a year. They're ending it because Kevin Costner decided, I'm sick of this. I'm my own boss. I'm going to go shoot four Western movies I wrote, directed, and starred in back to back to back to back. And that's what he's doing. How do you think that's going to go? Terrible. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be a big mistake. Kevin Costner is going to... But he, he seems like the kind of guy who's like too up his own ass to realize his own mistakes, especially probably this late in his career. And maybe why why should he care either way? Is that Horizon, an American saga? Yes. Chronicles a multifaceted 15-year span of pre and post. So he's going to be old and then older? Because <laughs> he's not like so. he's going to be young. He got I mean, he's got a good cast. Who's Michael, in Michael Rooker, Thomas Hayden Church, Giovanni Ribisi, Will Patton, Sam Worthington. This is okay, but this is a good cast of like supporting characters in yeah. movies from twenty years ago. Yep, I was gonna say like the Jeff Fahey, Luke Wilson. It's a Jeff lot of Fahey is yeah. in this. <laughs> Donnie Houston. Uh, it's a lot of yeah, like either side or uh, character actors. Seems like so it could be all right. I guess I don't. He's uh, not. He's not a bad director or anything, and he's not a bad actor, but. I mean, look, it's a very ambitious thing to, to do, to quit the number one show on television and say, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. And I'm not even going to do a series. I'm going to make four fucking movies. <laughs> okay, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. 
And the good thing for Taylor Sheridan is that he has that audience now, right? So he can just do whatever he Taylor wants. Sheridan has like seven shows, and they're all the number one show on television. He's got Harrison Ford for one of his Yellowstone spinoffs. 1923, is that it? Sure. There's yeah. one that I'm kind of interested in. Uh, it's called, I think it's called Landman. Holy Land, Batman. Uh, it starts Billy Bob Thornton. Okay, that's some pre-production. Yep. Yeah. Just because I like Billy Bob Thornton. He's good in everything. And yeah. he was great on Fargo. And that was a yeah. TV show. He was great on Heart to Heart, the John Ritter sitcom from 1991, where he played the lovable oaf of the show, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, I don't know that one, but I liked him. In Look Fargo. it up real quick. He's he He plays like the Urkel of Heart to Heart. This is a, 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 I think it was a CBS sitcom. And that's how he became friends with John Ritter, who later appeared in Sling Blade as a gay man, and then Bad Santa. Are you hard to, I think we talked about this on a Civic TV episode. We never spoke about Heart to Heart on Civic TV, never. Because I only discovered it last year. Oh, no. I think what we were talking about was Hearts of Fire. I think oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. Hearts yeah. of Fire is what I was thinking. Yeah, well, he Not plays, Heart to Heart. Heart he to Heart plays, was a different show. He plays Homer yeah. Simpson. <laughs> Good for him on his weight loss. He went, yeah. within, within three years of this, he was fucking Angelina Jolie. He went from this to Angelina Jolie's orifice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One way of putting it. He's yeah. a smooth talker. He was in a cover band for, uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, who sung Sharp Dress Man? Uh, Billy Joel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, ZZ Top. He was in a ZZ Top cover oh. band. And then he oh, did okay. Hearts of Fire. And then he did Angelina Jolie. It's a good career trajectory right there. Could yeah, have ended he needs his career something. There. He needs something right now. They should get him on that Justified reboot. He would be good on that. They're rebooting Justified. Yeah, that's but another... now, it's, now it's in Detroit. That's a... <laughs> I know. How do you spell Justified in this version? <laughs> uh, that's another show that I, I thought, hey, I'll give this a shot. And I just... Wasn't your cup of tea? I couldn't get into it at all when I did. That's Michael... No, it's not Michael Shannon. It's... Um... Who's the main... Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. Who's similar. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, the, I, I, I believe around that time, there was a bunch of shows like that, where it was like Cowboy Man or like Leading Man. It was kind of caught. I do love Cowboy Man. That was a great Cowboy. show. Who was Cowboy Man again? I uh, think, you know, John Ritter, I think was on that, but he was like a villain of the week on Cowboy Man. I didn't even know Cowboy Man was yeah. a TV show. Yeah. Song by Lyle Lovett. I'm assuming that's not it, right? That was probably the theme song to Cowboy Man. I think it ran for like eight seasons on NBC in primetime back in probably like early 90s. Cowboy. I think Michael, Ch hold on. I think it was Michael Chiklis was Cowboy Man. And he still had hair. Did he ever have, I think it was barely just like Bruno, right? Yeah. When he did the commish, he had hair like that. But when he did Cowboy Man, I think it was like a, they put like a wig on him. Uh huh. Cowboy Man is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What are you talking about? Uh, I can't find. You just referenced it. Why Man. would you reference yeah. a show that doesn't exist? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Uh, ones in the chat, if you remember Cowboy Man growing up. Yeah, that uh, Bernstein Bears of TV Space Cowboy. No, Manhattan. What's the Cowboy. Richard Jewell guy doing now? He should do a reboot of Cowboy Man. I think that could work. Isn't Richard Jewell dead? Didn't the he real die? one, yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't talking about. <laughs> he wasn't talking about the actual Richard Jewell. He meant uh, that big guy who's Remem in every third movie now. Remember, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. No, no. Remember the the guy with the mustache and red sweater that showed up at some debate and became like a social media star for like six months. Ken Bone. Yeah, Ken Bone. That's that's what I think of whenever I hear Richard Jewell. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know. I know nothing about Richard Jewell. I just remember it was a movie about a fat guy that did something. He equally got set up with Reddit posts that were like, you know, Trayvon was kind of maybe asking for it. He said something like that. I'm not saying that. I would uh, never say that. But uh, Ken Bone said some dastardly things. Uh, that Richard Jewell, who died before <laughs> Trayvon <laughs> was killed. Ah, those they could red... do celebrity boxing in heaven. Richard Jewell versus Trayvon. Yeah. What's Ken Bone doing now? I wonder if he put up, set up like a like an Etsy store or like not like a merch, like a shirt, shirt whatever store where you can buy T-shirts with Ken Bone in it. Right? I'm sure he did. Ken Bone's porn history. What was that? Was it like Ted Cruz's porn history? Cam Bone. He's got 143,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, because he, he blew up in 2016. And then he went on H3. So he probably got like 2,000 off that. In 2016? Is that when that happened? Second presidential it okay, was, debate. Yeah, it yeah. was the second presidential debate. All right. He was on this. I, I hate the internet. The independent. And then I think he admitted he voted Trump or something. And uh, on like Bill Maher. Bill uh, Maher tried to get him to reveal who who he voted for, and he very, alluded he didn't vote for Hillary. And Bill Maher puked in his lap. Bill Maher can't fathom. He'll agree with everything, everything, like a, a typical Trump supporter might say. But then if you, he, you say, oh, yeah, and I voted for, he will, he will choke you out. Yeah. He'll, he'll sit on your face in a sexual way. Very, very, uh, very smart of Ken Bone to to reveal that and Bill Maher. to play the well. He was playing the field, or so he thought. Yeah. But anything, anything that isn't a Hillary vote to Bill Maher is a vote for Trump. He just kind of looks like that guy that does the Peter Griffin impressions on YouTube. You know, I don't look that up. I would never look that up. You think I know about that? I don't know. You about know. That. You know about everyone knows about that. He's everyone's favorite. We saw him on on when we did our deep dive into uh into Cameo, remember? Mm. <laughs> yeah, the real the real Ken Peter Bone. Griffin. That's a that's a, another another person that the internet made popular for fucking to enrage me. <laughs> to just upset me mm -hmm. this entire existence you know what i just noticed our view count cut in half the minute ken bones name <laughs> came up that's what just happened right Damn. now i watched that number drop in uh, half when ken bones name that was talked bad. about for a little too long
that transition from Taylor Sheridan to Ken Bone killed the show. It really, let's go back to Taylor Sheridan. So yeah, they want writer's rooms Yeah, for every single show, which does not work for every single show. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it, I, I think you it's a big mistake. You don't think Adam ruins everything needs a writer's room of 10 people? Oh no, they need more writers. They should send <laughs> all the writers over to Adam ruins everything Yeah, for its final season. He's the he's the one leading the guild. Did you know that? He was the guy who was putting it all together. Yeah, because when I think writers that have done something in this industry, that's who I think. The mm. worst uh, guest that Joe Rogan has ever had. Adam ruins his own show. and uh, Adam Lex ruined his career by going on Joe Rogan and looking like he was about to cry. Yeah. Because Joe said something that was like, yeah, alpha males and beta males exist. And he was like, no. no did you not see the episode of Adam ruins everything? Would I debunk that? Mm -hmm. like, no, no one did. <laughs> no. Why did my he favorite thing, My favorite thing is when Joe gets like, unnecessarily pissy and mean towards somebody he's like what are you fucking stupid <laughs> like he'll say something like like, like why why don't you lose weight he yeah. said he did that to the guy who um i guess he the challenged doctor. a debate yeah, P, yeah. what's his name pete wentz, pete wentz <laughs> yes is a big fat fuck now no pete yeah. uh doherty is a fat fuck now um yeah no doctor dr hotep yes dr hotep <laughs> who <laughs> doesn't want to debate jordan peterson or kennedy jr yeah. Bobby Kennedy Jr. Anyway, so uh, I did watch that clip. And I'll actually say he was nicer to him than I've seen him be to fat people before. But he'll be like, how come you don't work out? Oh, Why yeah. Is that you, the don't doctor? Don't you think you should like, work out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like, well, so you care about health, right? So, and he's like, oh, I'm, I have a problem with snacks, I think he says, or something like that. It's like, yeah. Why do you take your your health more seriously? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's what that's he said. crazy. You don't yeah. work out. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer that, or you prefer when he's mean to uh, Alex Jones because he's afraid of losing his Spotify contract? Oh no! I, I, anytime he has Alex Jones on and he's like very cautious, it's like, what what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah, you don't have why, to do this, Joe. Why even have him? That last yes. time, I, I I didn't finish that episode. So I was just being an asshole. Like, just let him be. He, why do you really have Alex Jones on your show so you can have a a reserved and calm conversation about that? No, you let him do his thing. Otherwise, don't have him on. When was that? When did he have? I remember there was an episode with him and Tim Dillon, and Tim one. Dillon was that one. Yeah, where where everything Alice Jones said, he had um, what's his name, Jesse, his producer, JP. What's his name? Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah, he was his everything he said. He'll be like, okay, we need to check this. We need to verify this. We need to. It's just like he's just killing the the vibe of the show by just. It's Alex Jones. You know what you're getting. You've had him before. Mm -hmm. But I think it was around the time when when people were trying to cancel him for for his vaccine. Uh, you know why opinions. that Spotify money probably comes in installments. Yeah, that's why. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> I, Joe's made some I, his show seems to be like fine right now, yeah. but he's made some very questionable decisions. Like, for example, the one that, you know, because we we're just talking about the election. The one that comes to mind for me is having Kyle Kuklinski Kuklinski on for. Yeah. The election night after he, he had done pre like where is that guy now where did he go 
Where what happened to? He's just another figure from that. Yeah. Pre twenty twenty. So we look at a lot of entertainment as pre twenty sixteen, post twenty sixteen, and I do feel like there's this little bubble here of twenty seventeen to twenty twenty, and a guy like that stays in the trash. That guy yeah. ain't coming back for election season next year. Well, like Chink, you you don't think he's gonna invite Chink Huger to to come for the election? I thought you said Chink Huger. <laughs> it's like what the fu what are you saying right now? We're live. What are you yeah. thinking, Hans? Just... This view count is about to drop in half again. <laughs> no, it's gonna go double. Are you kidding? <laughs> I said a slur. Isn't there problems <laughs> in China with Chink Ugers? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, you can't say that. You're not. I, well, I didn't say nothing. I was I was quoting you. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Kalinsky. I don't know. I, I've never liked that guy. I thought he was always very sneaky. You know, sneaky, very sneaky. That name. Well, I like I my favorite thing about him is the tweets people found where he said he was hungry or something. I don't know. He yeah. was saying some things. And words hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gallo on Rogan. Rogan has brought up Vincent Gallo before, talking about how his career got derailed or whatever. But do you think he would ever do it? Gallo would do it, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. should have him on. He, he should, should have be, him on. I think Gallo should go in movies, I think. We would I, well. mm, I don't know I, about that. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Oh yeah, you did ask him, and he yeah, said, and he, said "He said no, thank you." He said no, thank you. He was polite. He didn't yeah. show me his penis or, or you know, anything mm -hmm. rude. He was like, "No, thank you." I was like, "All right, okay, I, I you're fine." But um, yeah, he should go on Rogan. Why not have him rant for? I wish Rogan had interviewed the Unabomber before he died. That would have been cool. Just hear him talk for three hours from jail. Have you ever heard Kaczynski's voice? Yes, on that on that show where it was like he's recording. Whoa. Oh, I think we got fireworks. No, I think it's actually probably gunshots. No, oh, nice. Nice. Uh, don't get killed, even though that would probably bring a lot of viewers. In that would be good. <laughs> would it be good for this show if I died live on YouTube? No, you don't die, but you just get paralyzed. So now the next episode, I have to introduce this because you just... Uh, I'll be like Larry me. Flint. At the end of his days. You need a straw to move, a straw mm. to type. Yeah. That'll be good. Because then I will just be, you know, the, oh, he's a nice Mexican boy that's doing a show with his friend who's disabled. <laughs> we will do the, didn't a uh, cripple guy from Twitter was doing all those weird podcasts? Crip Daddy. Creep Daddy. Yeah. He was doing all those podcasts, right? Can't fucking understand what he's saying ever. Uh, but uh, one of our guys here in the chat who's just on the show, and actually, if you haven't signed up for patreon.com slash low res five dollar tier and listened to our episode with DC from the A Plates podcast, I think he worked with Crip Daddy while he was in New York and uh, came out for Omega Fish Corp. Cool. So, A Plates, <laughs> Mr. A Plates, uh, did he have a scent? Did the wheelchair have a smell? That's what I'm really curious about because disabled people. Are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, our numbers got better. <laughs> they, yeah, they got better after that. Wow. All right. Yeah. How about some super chats? You cheap fucks. We've been going for two and a half hours here. Not a single super chat. Not even a like a ruble. You yeah. know? Send and, like a what's the Ethiopian currency? 
I bet you it's like one hundredth of a U.S. dollar. It's send called, one of those. It's called dirt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> send some uh, super chats. And words hungry, right? <laughs> uh, he ghosted DC. Wow, and apologized profusely. Kumia, Kumia put, him, put in him in Yonkers. Yonkers the... Why? Where's Kumia? Yonkers is so far from New York City proper. Why would you? Why would he do that? Oh, He's I in a wheelchair. He... he would have to hit that button the whole way for four, three hours, something like that. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not like he's going to get tired. <laughs> he's I sitting. Guess. <laughs> All right. We got a super chat from Dakota Proctor, the host of the Pizza Party podcast, which uh, is co-hosted by Mario Cuomo. Is it Pizza Ooh. Party or is it Pizza Time? Uh, I think Pizza Party was our old podcast. Pizza oh. Time. It's Pizza Time. I think I said that before when Dakota was on with Simon, and he immediately corrected me. He said, actually, it's Pizza Time. Oh, okay. How about that? Uh, what is the try? Is that the turkey euro? <laughs> Disgusting. Makes me sick. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I haven't, I haven't been invited on that show, so I'm not going to learn the name. Until I get invited on that show. Hey, listen, we've go been invited. Go, go listen to, to Pizza Dough podcast. That's Pizza a good Dough show. Podcast. Yeah. I think you just fucked your mic up. Now it's oh, just all. Oh, no. Oh, see, all right. this is what happens when I try to make a point. <laughs> Compound literally put the disabled man in the furthest place still legally in New York. That's true. That's very true. I, I've discussed this, I think, before on the show, but we have an actor friend who uh, shaved his head and went out to Yonkers for a role, only to be told they did not need him anymore for the role. And he was from uh, New Hampshire. So New Hampshire to Yonkers. Shaved the head. Didn't get paid. Didn't get paid. Lost money on getting a and b or whatever the hell he got. That's the showbiz industry. Yeah, that's, that's New York for you. That's what the Writers Guild should be protesting over, is don't allow that to happen again. Yeah. Never again. That's the New York slogan. Never again. Yeah, 9-11, never again. 9-11, you know what they say now? Never happened. Yeah, never, for, forever free. You know what they say? <laughs> Quiet, an Arab might hear you. That's yeah. what they say now. Mission accomplished, shh, shh, they is say, what they shh, said. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> There's people around. Don't say that too loud. This is a 7-Eleven shut up <laughs> yeah okay pizza party podcast uh oh, oh cool no. dude no it's not that kind of pizza party stop these are friends of ours we wouldn't promote that kind of thing here that's disgusting <sighs> low res wants that nerd rotic money i uh yeah yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> right. Yeah, what do you mean? You didn't think I want the back of my set here to just be full with action figures that I have to clean every day because they get dusty? We all want that set up. What do you think? Low Res doesn't want to switch his DVD set up there for a bunch of Funko Pops? I, that's, I, I was going to say Funko Pops are going to make a big comeback, and you're going to see. I'm going to have it outlined here yeah. when I'm in uh, Mommy's basement. Yeah, all that, anime Funkos. All, mm -hmm. And they're all going to be from the One Piece series that's coming out of Netflix soon. I'm glad they cast that Indian boy as the One Piece. <laughs> I thought he was Mexican. Was he? Is, as the One Piece is that? He's yeah. That, that sounded very 
old man. <laughs> that, 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 you're Nintendo there. That's <laughs> that's yeah. that is what it sounded like. Yeah. Like, we got a we got a super chat here from DC. It says Hans money. will not answer my DMs, so I hope he gets none of this money. I I won't get any of the money to begin with, so you're fine. <laughs> you're okay. I got hey, listen, I gotta hit a, a quota for money before I can share this with Hans. So I'll <laughs> yeah. send Hans his fiver when and also when uh out. ten Canadian dollars. Isn't that like five bucks? I think that's yeah, well, eight dollars American or something like that. I don't know. Nice. I don't know. The Canadian dollar is probably worth more these days. Hey, DJ, when are we going to have a critical drinker collab? I don't know. Ask him. Go send yeah. that to go send that to critical drinker. It's more important if he sees it. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, by the way, we haven't talked about this on the show yet, but I'm banned from Facebook. Nice. I'm banned from Facebook for making fun of the submarine something. So every time, and my page is still up. My page is still up. Every single time I try to log in on my account or my my alt account that also has access to that page, I get some. You can't see it's just white. Yeah. Something went wrong. Something so you get went a, wrong. A soccer Zuckerberg face that goes like this. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like his bitmoji. Yeah, it's that 3D avatar he has yeah. posted up. Um, I've been yeah. I've tried to log in on four different platforms. So if my Facebook page. Which is the biggest, unfortunately, I don't know why, it's the, the biggest following I have. It's 19,000 people over on Facebook. Uh, if I'm not on there for a while, you know why. It's because you I was being... too spicy for the platform. It was too much yeah. for it. Yeah, too offensive. It's unfortunate. Hey, 8 plays. wow, okay. Here's another 5 out of spite. Hey, we're going on your show. DC. Yeah, relax. We God agreed. Damn. Actually, he didn't agree. He didn't even I, open the the group text that you sent on Instagram. Ah, but you know me. He's just like I don't. Sure. I'll be there though. I'll, we have enough. Yeah. We're, we're gonna do his show. We're gonna do Tim Staber's show. We're gonna do uh, Monkey Jones wants us back for Kickassia, but he also wanted you for a show on just like talking about indie filmmaking. But you're not gonna be out of work on time on Wednesday for that. Yeah. He needs so. to stop recording during the day because people like me have nine to fives. Fucking little shit. <laughs> he, hey, you got to be nice to Monkey Jones. He invited us out to his compound in Iowa. Oh, for what? I don't trust him. Is he gonna, <laughs> you will is have he... to eat uh, glue. Yeah, from that's a tail. why. Just like, oh, you guys are just here for the from wheel. A rubber spatula. The Wheel of Gross, or whatever his show is called. And he's like, now you're going to eat hair on a soap. It's like, no, I'm not. No, it's not going to happen. No. I'm going to drive back to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're going to drink this bottle of... Uh, the hair eating on. challenge. Maybe it'll do some good for you, though. Yeah. Well, no, it's going to make me eat less, even. Maybe it'll get just caught die. in the throat. You'll just yeah. choke. Like a I cat. don't know. Yeah, you're going to drink this bottle of rubbing alcohol that has a Kool-Aid envelope in it. And now I'll drink it. It's like, no, monkey, I'm not here for, I'm not here for that. No, thank cool you. Cool dude. Did you see what cool dude wrote here? Critical Drinker got Russell, Russell Crowe Crow? on his show. Oh, what? Why what? was he was he promoting, what was it, The Pope's Exorcist? Which I saw way too many people I uh, love and appreciate log that onto their letterbox. And they, I've, I know better than that. Come on it, now. It says, oh, I see why he got him. It says, in a box office dominated by superhero movies and mid-budget action flicks, it's almost a relief to see a small mid-budget horror movie. 
So he is it. He's probably that's a good the, spin if you want Russell Crowe on your podcast for the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, he got him for half an hour, and you know yeah, what? he he has the Pope's I, Exorcist poster uh -huh. behind him. So it was definitely yeah. That wow, that's hit. I mean, look, Critical Drink. I haven't seen enough of Critical Drinker, but I know if Russell Crowe's doing YouTube streams, that's not good. God, you know what? I, we we would have him on, and then I would just ask him questions about his five minutes in Man of Steel for the entire hour. That's what I, think, I would do. I think I would just ask him about Let Me Sir Out and how, because that's his funniest performance. You should ever. sing questions to him. <laughs> to him, worse. Yeah, <laughs> more out of tune. Uh, Netflix does a very mean thing with that movie where you, when you get the little preview, it's just him singing for like 30 seconds. It's like, that's not how you're going to get people to watch this. Uh, that got me in the theater. I saw that and I was like, wow, this is silly as fuck. Uh, I will see this. And I like that Les Miserables movie. Fine. <laughs> I, <died. laughs> I didn't see, I, I didn't see, uh, I think the director's name is Tom... It's not Tom Holland. There's a director named Tom Holland who did the Langoliers. Tom something. I have not seen his Cats. And I like Cats the musical now and forever. Cats. Tom Hooper? Tom Hooper. Yeah, oh. he kind of sucks as a director. He's very overrated. He did the King's Speech. Oh, God, that was boring. Uh, yeah. The Danish Girl. Mm -mm. John Adams. Yeah. I'm not not familiar. I the only one that I've seen is that well, Let Mr. and um and the King's Speech and that King's Speech. I don't I didn't get the praise. It's very long. It was very well, only two hours. It fell like three. Yeah. I guess is the best best uh compliment I could get. <laughs> this is not much of a compliment. But yeah. Uh, have you seen his waistline? That's also not good, Russell Crowe. Mm. Uh, I like I like that he's a beefier size now. I think it's a good career turn. It worked for his role in Unhinged. And, Did you uh, ever see Unhinged? No. But didn't he also do a Santa movie? Damn, no, he didn't, but he would be ripe for that right now. Who, who did? Oh, that was um, Mel, right? Fat Man. Like, yeah, yeah, that was Mel. Okay. Wow. I'm looking forward to Russell Crowe doing uh, the popular front movie eventually. Whenever Jake Hanrahan's story of getting locked up in Turkey comes to the big screen, they got to get Russell Crowe to play, to play Jake, Jake Hanrahan. Yeah. A, a young Jake or an older Jake telling the story? No, just have him young and old. Just at, throw some makeup on his face. Make, you know, give, him, give him the youthful, but like old youthful. Don't do a de-aging. Just, you know. Cover up the bags on his eyes. Yeah. And have him... What was it? He was in a Turkish prison and... Not, like, gross things happened? I don't remember. I think he talked about I think it. You're, I think you're confusing uh, Midnight Express and <laughs> Jake Anahan's true story. Which... Wait, Jake Harren Harren wrote Midnight Express. I don't know what That's you're talking right. about. <laughs> Dakota Proctor. I love that they made Miss Claus black. That, that woman's a... a very good actress, by the way. She's in a movie called, I think it's called Secrets and Lies. And it was directed by, I don't know who it was directed by, but it was one of those kitchen sink UK dramas from the 90s. Mm. And it was uh, very good. Very good. Okay. Do we have anything else? What's the verdict on The Flash? Three out of five? Yeah, that's about where I'm at with it. I, I mean, I'll, 
I'm a little excited enough to go rewatch it whenever it comes out on on demand or uh, Blu-ray or something, just to see if my opinion suddenly rapidly changes, like the Batman, for example. But um, right. I don't think it will. On YTS when it streams on YTS. Yeah, whenever whenever like the Korean flight screener of it uh, leaks, I will watch that. Yeah, I'll check that out. But um, anyway, thank you guys for the super chats. Go join us on Patreon.com/slash/LowRes in the five dollar tier. If you do not already have a membership there, we have exclusive episodes available right now. Okay, and this episode. If you're a Spotify or Apple podcast listener, this episode is probably going to be a standard episode in like two weeks. So you don't want to be left behind. You don't have to listen to old episodes when they come out in the feed when you can just go sign up on patreon.com slash lowres. So go do that. Hans gets a cut and we do more shows. Maybe Hans will actually do those solo episodes like he said he he promised me he was going to do and then never did them. Yeah. Didn't even tr- didn't reach out to anybody. I think no. Jerry maybe and Jerry forgot. So uh Ryan messaged me and was like, let's do it. I was like, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This never did. <laughs> <laughs> uh the agitator boys were also like, Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, cool. Yes. Because I, I said that would be a weird vibe if it was Hans by yeah. himself and the two agitator guys. And uh, J. David Osborne listened and was like, that would be a, a banger of a show. And I was like, you know what? I'll set that show up right now. And yeah. I said that to Hans, and Hans did not write me for several <laughs> days after that. Yeah, so, set, it, set it up so I can just show up, I guess. Is the here's, what, here's how you get out of this in the cleanest fashion possible. You get Ryan, you get the agitator guys, you get Jerry. Jerry, yeah. And you just make it one show. And it's just one show. Yeah. Probably all at the same time. It should just Everyone's be like a business be at the same Zoom. Time, yes, a, yeah. a big Zoom call. Seventy different windows there. Bring as many people as possible out for the Hans Telethon show. Yeah, you have to raise your hand if you want to say something on the Zoom. That's right. Yeah, but you got to do the little hand emoji. How do you do yeah. that? I don't. I don't. Uh... Here's what you got to do. That you got to do. You need to do. <laughs> Uh, this one. You gotta put the pizza in. This is also a plug for Dakota Proctor and Mario Cuomo's Pizza Party uh, podcast. Pizza Dough podcast. Pizza Time podcast. You gotta do that or you gotta do this because this is adorable. This will make everybody (laughs) be like, who's that? Who's that cutie in the corner? You know? That, That will draw you attention. That's not the proper way to command attention. Uh, the the last one is also this one. You just start going oink 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 over and over and over, yeah, aggressively. That's what you can do. Hans and Kenny equals movie heaven. Well, listen, I can't get these two guys on this. There's a lot of uh, there's beef going on. There's a <laughs> hardcore beef going on. Yeah, Kenny is not happy with Hans, and I'm yeah. gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm gonna figure out what the problem is. He did a call out video. Yeah, and that yeah, was that, 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 that you recorded. Yeah. I did yeah. record it. Yeah, yeah. M- me and Kenny are gonna fight on Skankfest. I think we're setting it up with Luis J. Gomez, and uh, we're just that would be go good. in the ring. Yeah, yeah. What would Kenny's movie even be? Kenny doesn't watch movies. That's the thing. Kenny's he's his life is a movie. Maybe that's what we should write next. The Kenny. K- Kenny's true story. Just just Kenny. That's the name. Just of the document movie. Kenny. 
misspelled like his name is misspelled you know just kenny like that people be like oh what i uh, wonder what happened to this and then we just have him working at the weed store and he doesn't work a... there anymore oh. i don't think he does maybe he does no i don't know right, well, that was more interesting yeah. than what he has now <laughs> at least he has stories of people he like kicked out or whatever now all yeah. of his stories are, oh, yeah, this girl came up to me, and she was hitting on me, and mm -hmm. then we had to go smoke somewhere, and then you find out the girl was 55 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you that's find a, out. That's a good movie right there. <laughs> I, I, don't, I would not watch that movie. Isn't that movie just... That was Don John, directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that's just uh, Forrest Gump in 2023 with starring Kenny. Kenny biopic like a sequel to George Washington. <laughs> That's a honestly, I would do that. Or a remake, just to remake it with Kenny playing every character. Uh, that's too much work. He's not that versatile as an actor, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, all right. Oh. I think I think that's the end of the show here. I do have to call Kenny back. He called me in the middle of this program, and uh, I'm sure that'll be enriching. Hey, it's maybe old boys. Season two will come back. There is all of Old Boys season one on Spotify, right? Don't shake your head. It's not. <laughs> it's not a done deal yet. If people sign up on Patreon, if I get one patron, it'll happen with or without Hans. It'll yeah. happen. How about yeah. that? Patreon.com/slash/lowres five dollar tier. Old Boys season one. Type in Old Boys and Lowres, and I'm sure you'll find the seven episodes we recorded back in the what was it autumn of 2021? Yeah, around that time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kenny was wearing a jacket on the train when he was recording with us. That's what I remember is his train ride. Mm -hmm. He was wearing a jacket and he he started smoking a cigarette on the bus. Yeah, and it That's was a lot of a lot of him not hearing our questions or not hearing what we were saying and then just interrupting with something that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I remember a cigarette being smoked on the bus and then also beers being drank while he was waiting for the train, which you're not allowed to do in the state of Ma it's not new york massachusetts doesn't allow that yeah but he did it because he can't be tamed yeah and natty yeah. ice if i'm not mistaken that's horrible yeah. but yeah that's accurate <laughs> that's right the the alcoholic uh beverage of a 60 year old woman yep okay Down her luck no money that's that's right all right that has been movies for this week thank you guys for joining us for The Flash, and also for the Super Chats, patreon.com slash lowres, $5 tier. Thank you for listening.